time for the first two weeks glad to have football back with the football winds are starting to kind of really whistle in now i don't know about you chair but temperatures dropping up here in the old charlotte north carolina so it's just feeling better uh but gosh so far so good i've we've enjoyed what we've seen uh glad to be back how do you feel brother how, how was your week that was great, man. It's great, great, great week of football. Obviously, NFL's back, so that was something fun to watch. Um, you know, obviously, if you're a Jets fan, not ideal, but you got the win, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, no college football. I thought it was a good week. It was we we seemed to learn a lot, so uh, I'm excited to kind of see how that plays out the rest of this year. Yeah, I got you know. Now that you actually bring it up, I. Uh... <laughs> I, I, I can't help but somebody mentioned it recently, and I, I also got to help myself and laugh to this because, like, I'm not necessarily like a huge Rogers fan, like, person to person, but damn it, was it not funny to watch ESPN be like, the Jets, the Jets, the Jets, the Jets, the Jets, and then, like, four seconds into the game, it's like, oh, no, there goes the season. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's, hard, it's hard not to laugh. Like, obviously. I, I like Aaron Rodgers, so I don't. I don't. I'm not glad he's injured, but it's just like after all of that. And the the funniest part is they're just like gonna roll out there with Zach Wilson. But anyway, we can move on. I, we, we don't need to go for it. Well, I mean, all right. So speaking of it, let's uh, let's go ahead and let, let's wrap up last week. Let's see how you know. Obviously, we did stack it up against the competition. Uh, what we were right about, what we were wrong about. God, I love when we're wrong about stuff. Just you know, you know what that tells me, ladies and gentlemen. It, it gives me room to grow. Just room to get better. And that's all we're about here is, you know, we want to grade me by my wins, but also grade me by my losses, because in due time, I will have so few. Well, yeah, let's go ahead. So week two wrap up. What you got first year? So, yeah, week two, we, dude, we're doing pretty good. So five and three. Um, and so that puts us at 10 and six on the season. So we had a few uh, week zero games. Um, and then obviously last week uh, had a few games that we'll go over here. Uh, but doing ten and six on the season is uh, is very solid. Uh, if if we want to if we want to say that, um, oh, I do. So, so uh, before we, I, I want to touch on one game we didn't cover for last week. Just because I felt like we probably should have covered it, but we didn't. It was Colorado Nebraska, and uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Nebraska scored a touchdown with one second left in like garbage time, <laughs> and they kicked extra point, and Colorado's fans. Stormed the field and Dion and Matt Rule met at the fifty to shake hands, and the game was still like not over. And so the refs had to like. <laughs> oh, I did. Okay, it I was. Did, I didn't was, see where the game wasn't over. I did see everything else. I, I I didn't see that last part. So that that is actually news to me. It was a complete shit show. It was it was so funny to watch. I'm like these guys are just like. No one even knew what was going. It was fantastic. It was it was a perfect ending to that Nebraska game. That's just Nebraska season right now. Is like just complete like unorganized. Don't have a quarterback. They have a hundred quarterbacks on the roster. None of them can play apparently because they keep rolling Jeff Sims out there. We will touch on them later at some point in the season. But we'll uh, hopefully at that point they won't continue to roll out Jeff Sims. But well, uh, no, no, I, I think you, we'll, we'll touch on it right now. First of all, so I mean you're you're correct. Jeff Sims, I watched that game. Good, good God, man! Just 
put this kid a running back, put this kid a wide receiver. I don't know, but like quarterback is just not it. I and I couldn't believe that they kept rolling him out there. Like you almost wanted to sit there and think, do you guys have nobody else? Because least we not forget, Jer, during our our Big Ten review of the year, as I recall, Nebraska was a. Three-horse quarterback race! So where the hell are the other two? Are they, Are they? can they not go out there? I don't understand, but, I mean, dude, this guy was fumbling left and right, throwing picks left and right. He looked so out of it. It was incredible. But also, yeah, let's cover Colorado. I mean, guys, I get it. You, you won one game last year. You've been pretty abysmal for a while, but, dude, two wins? And the last one was against Nebraska? And you rushed the field? Good lord! What are we doing? Is yeah. that it? I really don't know if it was like... If it was just like a tradition... Like you know how sometimes like some teams have traditions and you just don't know about it, so you're like, alright, we're not going to like... Like, I remember Florida State a few years ago, uh, they beat Florida at home. And it, since it was the last game of the season, it was like after COVID year, there was like this weird, like... They did this weird announcement before the game, like after the... After the game, we're going to invite fans on the field to like allow them to take photos and like because they're like we're not going to use the field for another eleven months, so it's fine. Um, and so like after the Florida game, they like went on the field and it wasn't really rushing it, but like the media was like, "Oh my god, they rushed the field." So I don't I don't want to like completely, but uh, yeah, it's not a good look if that's really what it, what it was. I'm giving them zero benefit of the doubt. I think they did it completely on purpose, and it's. It's such a sign of, because, like, if you knew Colorado in the 90s and a little bit in the early 2000s, you're like, what the hell is this? This is, yeah. all right, yeah, well, I digress. Let's go ahead. Week two review. Give it to me. All right, so, yeah, we started the 11 a.m. game, uh, Vanderbilt at Wake. Uh, mm. This was one of those games that got delayed for a few hours, but uh, mm. we we uh, we went into it a little uh, a little hot on Vandy. I think that probably would have been me. Um <laughs> But we Good said, call like, out. We, Good call yeah, out. We, <laughs> listen, I, I was actually going to come in and say, like, you know what, I'm going to apologize for this, but I'm not apologizing, okay? Listen, we said Wake should be favored by three and a half. I was closer to, like, pick them. I think you talked me off of it. And Vandy was, was getting ten and a half. So they literally, all they had to do was just lose by ten or less. We would have been fine. Uh, they end up losing 20 to 36, so 16 points. Here's mm. the thing. Here's the thing. Vandy, if, if you watch the game and look at it, Vandy should have covered, but they threw a pick six and they muffed a, fu- a punt and it was picked up and ran it. Like they just like shot themselves in the foot twice in the first half. And at that point, it just was like, it shouldn't have been a 10 point game at halftime when they were down and they just couldn't climb back out. But if you look at the game and look at the stats, I'm not going to, I'm not going to apologize for Vanderbilt yet. We knew they could lose this game. It's okay. They almost covered even after both of those mistakes. I'm still, I would stick with it. I'm sticking with Vandy. They're still going to hit the over. They need two more wins. They're going to do it. I'm riding Vandy the rest of the season. Yeah. You ride that victory horse, man. You, you stay true to it. Okay. You, you, you go out in the barn, you feed it every day, you wash its beautiful little coat and you you stick with this horse no matter how many times. It does listen, not fit it first in listen, the Kentucky the, Derby. The, you stick the, to it, man. The Commodores, we're not backing down, man. This is this is if we have to put a female kicker in, we will do that from the women's soccer team. We've done it before. We'll do it again. Progressive. Vanderbilt, we're going up. Okay, this it's is, fine. I'm not giving up. I'm not school. giving up after after missing a cover by six points. I'm not giving up. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Uh, Notre Dame, NC State uh, was another game affected by the weather. Um, Notre Dame, we we said they should be favored by twenty two points. Uh, they were they were only favored by seven and a half. So we took uh, Notre Dame and we gave the seven and a half uh, to NC State. Uh, and they, they ended up winning, uh, 45 to 24. So they won exactly by 21. So we were pretty, pretty close on the number there. Uh, I, I will say that's, that's, that's doing some things. I, I will say, I'm not going to lie to you. I really thought that had it not been for the, the rain, that could have gotten uglier. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think, you know, they came out firing. Sam, Sam Howell, I mean, he looked good. Um, or Hartman, sorry, not Sam Howell. What am I saying? Uh, a little throwback. Hart- yeah. Mr. Howell. Yeah. Hey, you know yeah. what? But let's give credit where credit is due. Uh, we thought NC State sucked. We did. And NC State doesn't suck as hard as you think. They're actually decent. Eh, I, we'll see. I, They're decent. I'm not going to go good. They're decent. They, they didn't die. But they weren't. They weren't. They they didn't really go out fight. Like oh, they were know, outmatched. They were outmatched at the end, hundred percent. Yeah, and and so like I I think you know obviously I think Hartman he's he's proving to to the like he's what they needed. He's providing consistency. He's not electric, but he's making some really good throws when they need it. Right. Um. And that's just something they haven't had in a while. And so I I had a feeling uh, NC State would would kind of fall off a little bit they would they were trying to climb back in and just every time they scored or kicked a field goal and tried to kind of bring it a little bit closer uh you know Hartman would just get on the ball and just drive down the field and basically keep keep at arm's distance the whole time so one thing that was interesting about this game that I didn't know going into it which I still don't quite believe the stat but it was tweeted out by ESPN stats and info so it probably is accurate (laughs) Notre Dame has a 29 regular season 29 game regular season win streak Versus ACC opponents right now. Mm. That's that's and they literally... don't want to join the conference. I don't get it. <laughs> just they don't incredible. Need to. They just don't need to. Why? Why, why would they? Don't so, need to. Son, they haven't seen the playoffs in years. Fair enough. We'll we'll see this year. But I I, I don't think joining the ACC is going to put them in the playoffs. Oh, gonna... absolutely. Well, they already showed it's a cakewalk. Swarbrick, what are you doing, brother? Sign up. Sign on the dotted line. You got a free ticket every year. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I, I think uh, we'll see. I I will say I was very at one point I was like I just need Notre Dame to win because if they don't get the W here, I was afraid that Snackgate would have been like just so annoyingly dumb. Did you did you see this? No. So they obviously had like a two hour like break like after like the first two drives of the game. And they had to go to their locker rooms and so like they you know oh, were, oh no I did see this I did see this. So this, this was Tim Robinson. It, it, me, our art imitates reality. Fifty-five burgers, fifty-five fries, fifty-five, <laughs> <laughs> so, 55 milkshakes. <laughs> so, so uh, Notre Dame and NC State they go to their locker rooms. NC State obviously it's their home, so I, I will give them a little bit of credit. But they they obviously came prepared. They had plenty of like food, extra jerseys, everything. So extra they, orange slices. No, and listen, roll-ups. but. But yeah, NC State. As soon as they get in the locker room, their head coach goes, "Hey, everyone, take all your wet clothes off. We're getting dries. We're going to be in here for like two or three hours. Like, let's get comfortable. We got refreshments, snacks. Keep you know, keep your calories going. You know, we're going to make sure you're up and ready to go." Notre Dame is in the locker room and has nothing. They have no extra anything. They've got like apparently not enough snacks to get, even hold them over for those two hours. Which I'm like, how did you? Did they leave them on the field and no one wants to go out and get them? Like, how, like I don't know how you don't have enough for for two hours when you're playing a four hour game. 
game, but that's besides the point. So what they end up doing is they send up like send like recruiting analysts, like trainers, anyone on their staff that's like an intern, and they go tell them to go to all the different concessions and start buying <laughs> snacks. It's just incredible. <laughs> From the congestion stands, it was awesome. Because they'd have to. And I, my, my my point is is if they would have lost this game, that would have been like a story that we would have like heard for weeks. Like it would have been like like look how disorganized they are because they don't have food to prepare. They don't have their snacks. It would have been a story that I just couldn't have. I, we we'd be hearing about it today. So we avoided the snack gate. Luckily. Thank um, God. 3.30 game, we had Iowa, Iowa State. Uh, between the two of us, we talked about it. We said Iowa probably should be favored uh, by by two and a half points. Um, you were a lot higher on Iowa State, so I kind of talked you off that. Iowa State was it was actually uh, underdogs by four and a half points, so we said we weren't going to take it. Boone, you said you would personally take it. I would. I, I, I want to hear some apologies here because I'm saving you from yourself. Hey, man, I was trying. I was, I was... I was really hoping that the words of Boone were gonna just just rear these guys into victory. They they were gonna turn on the pod. Matt Campbell was gonna go listen to this man. He gets it. He understands our our mantra. He's an Iowa State dude through and through. This is a clone, baby. This is a clone, and he's ready for the Cyhawk Trophy. And you know what? I, I feel a little let down. I won't necessarily apologize. Because, again, I'm not a huge fan of Iowa, but you know what? Like, damn it, I really thought I would have been a little bit. It was it was not close for a little bit, but they were they're making a comeback. But it was just, mm, it was just a little too little too late. That was uh, that was a tough one for me. So, yeah, uh, Jack, I'm sorry. I thought I thought we could do it, baby. I thought we could. They're just uh, there's not there yet. Matt Campbell is not there yet. Um, but I was wrong. I was wrong. I, I, I picked with my heart and not with my brain, guys. And for you, Matt Campbell, I'll do that any day of the week. Yeah. So, yeah, not not a whole lot in that game. You know, Iowa scored, did end up scoring defensively. Uh, so they, don't, they actually only scored 13 points on offense, which Beautiful. Is, is trouble. Um, you know, the highlight for the game was probably Trump just in, in attendance and getting photos and you know, getting flipped off, getting 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 fingers, kissing babies, all all the different different things. I know that insults and insults know me. <laughs> all right, so uh, the the marquee matchup of the three thirty slot was actually Texas A and M at Miami. Um, so we kind of went into it, didn't really have a good feel for this. Um, we, were, we were three points off uh, of what Vegas had. Um, we, we said Texas A&M probably should be favored by seven and a half. Uh, they were in in reality only favored by four and a half. We took that. Um, obviously, didn't play out. So Miami comes away with the win, thirty three to forty eight. Uh, I, I will say this this game was interesting because early on it was it was ten zero. Uh, UM muffs a punt and, and Texas A and M ends up going up seventeen to seven. Uh, and it looks like just Miami is just shooting themselves in the foot. Just like can't get out of their own way. Right, like it looked like to the, run away with it. Yeah, and it was like the, everything outside of that. Everything looked like actually Miami was like the more organized, better team. They just it's kept making shocking. dumb mistakes. Yeah, no, it's just making dumb mistakes. Um, and so, in, anyways, Miami ended up kind of rallying right before the half. Goes up seventeen to twenty-one, and then at that point, they just never looked back. They come out, score five out of their six drives in the second half, and it just Texas A&M just couldn't keep up with it. Shocking behavior. I, I I don't even know. We're going to touch on that later, but I just shocking. Yeah. I, one thing that was interesting too that I didn't realize that Tyler Van Dyke is the first player in Miami history to ever throw five TD passes against a top twenty five team. Like 
Out no. of all those, out of all those, like over Kim Dorsey. Out of all those elite teams, and and it, it, obviously it's a little bit of a different kind of the offense is kind of getting a lot of like benefit of the doubt now, and it, the offense it's a lot easier to run and, and points go up more. But like, I, I, out of all those teams that Miami's had and all those elite receivers and everything, like this is yeah, the most, that's shocking. It is shocking. So. Uh, we'll, we'll touch a little bit more on Tyler Van Dyke, I'm sure, this season. But I, I will say, I'm 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 not going to toot my own horn here, but I I think I called this Boone. I, no, 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 you can, you can. You, I mean, I I did it out of spite, but I really I really was looking at Miami dead in the face, going, "Don't tell me, show me." And I, I was holding that stance. You did a little bit more tail of the tape. I'll well, give here's, it to you. Here's the thing: is like I I believe in Miami more than their own fans. Like they they still didn't even show up to this game. I'm like, this is a big game for you. No, this could yeah. be a, like you, you, we're giving away free tickets to the rest of the, like. And, yeah. uh, they're going bogo, son. Bogo tickets. Yeah. Well, now that they have a number next to their name, so they'll start showing up again until they start losing. So we'll see. But uh, you know, I think interesting interesting stats. So. Um, uh, yeah, Jimbo's in trouble. You know, when when you go into a game and and after the game you have a press conference and you kind of, you know, don't really say much. And then Monday rolls around, and you have another press conference and you start blaming the grass and the field paint and yeah, things yeah, like that. I, I'm, like, I'm done with Jimbo, man. I really yeah. Have. And we'll, we'll we'll continue to touch on that in a little bit, but uh, yeah. All right, next next one up. What we okay, got? so Ole Miss at Tulane. Uh, this is actually a good game. So Ole Miss, we, we said they should be favored 12 and a half. Uh, they were favored by seven and a half. So we ended up taking that, uh, going with Ole Miss there, giving the seven and a half points. So we needed them to win by eight. Uh, they ended up winning by 17, uh, 37 to 20. So I don't, I, I didn't realize this, but Tulane was out without their starting quarterback. Yeah. Um, and he's legit. He's like why they were in the ranked in the top 25. So I, I think that might have obviously played a big role. I think we probably wouldn't have covered if, if that wasn't the case, but, I, I'm worried about Ole Miss. They can't run the ball. They just can't. They I don't know if they refuse to or they can't, but it seems like a little bit of both. Well, it's shocking because uh, Judkins is a great running back. Yeah. So I mean, Jackson Dart was good enough in this game at QB for them. So I it, it ended up working out, and they were able to pull away late. But I mean, they were down like early in the game, and I was I basically was like said, you know what, this, we're not covering here. This is a problem. Well, see, uh, that's this is what I was saying last week. Is Ole Miss is very much like a. They can explode off the top and be something that you're like, oh, whoa, look out for Ole Miss. But then at the same time, they have the ability to just be like, oh, here we go. Classic Ole Miss. They're just, they're not there. They don't they don't have enough oomph to like get over it. And this showed that. No hack to Tulane. Really no. Because like, I actually like Tulane. And I think if you had Michael Pratt, this game actually is probably a win for you. But yeah. Ole Miss, what are we doing, man? You have one of the better running backs in the nation. Your offense is supposed to light it the hell up. Get get some damn stops. Like their their recruiting's not terrible. And this is this is kind of I think what everybody's like worry is with Lane. Anywhere Lane goes, like the offense is great, but the minute it has a tough opponent, a formidable opponent, we're we're stuck. Like I he just he doesn't have a defense ever, and it's yeah. and the one time he did as a coordinator at Bama, look at what happened. They were disgusting. They were unstoppable. Like it's just now. Granted, there was I mean a hell of a lot of NFL guys on that roster, but I mean this is my problem with the Ole Miss. I don't know what to do with them. I can't trust them as far as I can throw them, 
And I, I just don't know. Any given Saturday, they could just decide to feel froggy and, like, we're just going to get it together. And then the very next Saturday will be against Kentucky and they'll lose by three touchdowns. Yeah. I I, I agree. I, I don't know what to do with them because they, they could show up and, and light the scoreboard up and keep games close even if their defense doesn't show up. But then there's the other side where, you know, if they if, if they take the foot off the gas at all, they could get beat by two or three touchdowns. So we, we pulled away there. They ended up winning by three scores. We co- comfortably covered, um, even though it didn't look like it early on. But, you yeah. know, they, they, they pulled away towards the end. Uh, going into the night slate, we had Oregon, uh, Texas Tech. At 7 p.m., so uh, we had Oregon. Uh, we, we said they should be favored around 20 points. Just looking at the the various uh, week one, uh, those week one eyes that we looked at, and and Vegas only had them at six and a half favorites. And we said, what is going on here? There's a trap here. I don't know what what it is. Um, we ended up covering, and we got really lucky. I don't know. Did you did you see the end of this I, game? Yeah, I did. I did see the end of this game. So, and I mean, good good lord, man. Uh, yeah. Vegas was right. We were wrong. Week one eyes, but. What, yeah, so, what the hell's going on in Oregon? Yeah, they win thirty-eight to thirty. Um, I, I think it might be have more to do with Texas Tech. I think maybe Texas Tech wasn't as bad as their Week One result. Um, but you know what? What's what? This could have been a bad beat for a lot of people that had Texas Tech because Vegas actually that line moved after we had our pod and it was close. People were getting it at seven and a half. And so if you took Oregon at seven and a half, you end up getting by by half a point, which. Should have never happened, but essentially what happened, Oregon was down 28 to 30 with literally like a, like 45 seconds to go or a minute to go, uh, two, maybe two minutes, it kicked a field goal, uh, to go up by one. And so they're up 31 30. Um, and at this point, they're just trying to get, get through the game and, and not let Texas Tech, 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 Tech score. Uh, and so he, Texas Tech's QB ends up throwing just a, a, a really rough pick with, Horrendous, with, with, horrendous with 40, pass. With 40, and I feel bad for him because, like, you're trying to make a play, and the guy's in your face, and you're getting hit as you go down. But it just he basically gets hit, and the ball just goes straight up in the air, and a defensive lineman ends up picking it up, or maybe it's a linebacker uh, running it in. Uh, so then they kick the field goal and end up winning by eight. Uh, and so I will tough. say Oregon was the better team. They probably should have covered uh, more comfortably, but Texas Tech came out to fight and you know kind of got a, a little bit of trouble there at the end and unfortunate. But uh, we got we got the cover and that's what matters. So uh, we got we got I think we got lucky there, but we'll take it. Uh, Texas at Alabama. So this is Texas goes into Alabama. Um, we said Bama should be close to a three and a half point favorite. Um, just we I think we said you know the home game would probably be a big part of that. Uh, Texas ends up. Uh, actually being a seven and a half point dog. So we said we'll take Texas there, uh, and, and give the seven and a half. So all we had to do is win by seven or lose by seven. Uh, and, and Texas ends up winning by 10. And so we covered that pretty comfortably. It didn't really look that in danger for most of the game. Um, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. So the, what, this is, did you know this is Nick, this was Nick Saban's first double digit home loss mm-hmm. as a college football head coach? Mm hmm. And at least at Alabama, he he did lose one to Florida, nineteen to seven, when he was at LSU back in two thousand three. But that's you know at Alabama, that's never happened, which is that's actually pretty pretty shocking because it's pretty easy to just kind of get get to a point where you just go down by by two scores. Um, I, I I I think going into the game, we talked about Milrow. We said you know if he ends up being really good, they could just blow him out, and, and it is what it is. But we kind of had a feeling that maybe he wasn't 
going to be prepared for this. And, you know, I think the lack of experience definitely showed. Um, he got to a point where he just wasn't trusting his blocking. I think there was a few times where he had a pocket and decided to just kind of run away from it instead of kind of step into it and, and try and make a play um, the traditional way. And, and, and Texas took advantage. Um, Alabama plays USF. I, I, what do you think about Alabama here? I think I think they need to move on from Milrow, at least give some give a few more looks to some other guys. Um, you know, they, they had the three horse race, like we were talking about. And I think, you know, beating up early in the season on a no name team is one thing, but once you start seeing real talent and kind of seeing what he looks like when the real lights come on, um, I'd be concerned and say like, let's, let's see what else we got back here. That good old three horse race, man. I love it so much. Uh, you know, actually I sit in the opposite camp here. Okay. Um, I actually think keep Milrow for right now. I think look if it goes a little bit south, and you've got a couple opponents here where you could you could watch it. You could still win, maybe not like necessarily like super comfortably, but like yeah, for the most part, you're comfortably going to win these games. Um, to where you can assess. Now remember, because this this is a new offense under Tommy Reese, so I I think that. Kind of, we're flirting with: is he Blake Sims or is he Jalen Hurts? And not not necessarily like exactly these people, but you know, like, you, you, are you more with this guy or are you more like this guy? And quite frankly, I think he had a bad game. But then again, how many of those situations has he been in? Texas has a good defense, and I, or I'm going to touch more on Texas as time goes, but. I think keep keep with Milrow. Let that one kind of, you know, let him get it under his belt. Figure it out. I think he's still good. I just think he had a rough game. Okay. Yeah, I, I think he's going to have to prove that he can learn quickly, though, because this could oh, get... Oh, 100%. Like, it, it, it definitely, the, the seat got hot. Yeah, it wasn't talent that was the problem there. Like, it was, no. he just not seeing it. And he, I feel like a lot of times, like, they either see or they don't. And it's really hard to just kind of figure that out out of nowhere, but maybe, maybe they will, maybe they'll simplify it for him. I don't know. But so Texas wins this game. Uh, they jumped to number four. Uh, so right now our AP top four, if, if a playoff happened today, it'd be Georgia, Michigan, FSU, and Texas. That would be a sick playoff. That would be a lot like of fun that. to see. That would and be not just because Florida state's in it, but like it's, it's different. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Is you got a bunch of a few teams in there. Michigan's kind of new to it. Uh, Georgia, obviously, the, the the last two years um, have shown that that they're kind of the team. Well, that Michigan beat. and Georgia both the last two years. Yeah, so, like, so it's it'd just... be fun to see. And then you got FSU and Texas, two teams that have a, a big tradition, uh, historic tradition, and seeing them kind of get back into that would be cool too to see. So, I, I, I that's like a hundred percent not going to happen. But uh, you never know. Maybe maybe it would. But I think that would be a great playoff. We'll see. I mean, hey, as it sits right now, this is what I call. Yeah, that was my playoff. So, like, I mean, yeah, well, I feel be... a little validated, but at the same time, like, we'll see. Hey, maybe maybe Penn State lot. will there's... jump in there. Right, right. Yeah. Oh yeah, Penn State almost forgot. Yeah, they're actually they're going to take it. I said that over Michigan, so I do apologize. But um, yeah, hey, I'm excited. So well, let's see. There's a lot of there's a lot of season left. Yeah. So but. Arizona uh, at Mississippi State. Uh, ah, this was heartbreaking. So Mississippi State, we said should be favored, uh, but only by four and a half, and. Uh, they were they were favored by almost ten. They were favored nine and a half. So we took Arizona here, um, joke. just feeling like that was too many points to give. And what's great whenever it's a two score, uh, more than eight points kind of favorite, and you hit overtime because you know at that point you've hit. So yep, yep. Uh, good place to be for us. Um, so it hits overtime, and then you know 
yeah, there's, I mean, there's really at that point, there's not much to, to say. <laughs> yeah, just a great, great call on our behalf. Love that. Pac-12 schools are. You, I'm not going to ruin it. Actually, we'll, we'll move on. I'll cover that in a yeah. few seconds. So then you had the 10:30 game, Auburn at Cal. Uh, Auburn travels over there. Uh, they were a six and a half point favorite. We said seven, so we didn't touch that because that was way too close to what we were thinking. Um, not a whole lot here to, to kind of kind of go through. Uh, they had seven point seven punts and five turnovers in the first half between the two teams, which uh, that's a lot. <laughs> that is quite quite a football game to start. Um, you know, ultimately I think, you know, Cal probably should have won the game. They missed three field goals from 42 and 44 yards. Uh, I think two from 42 and one from 44, uh, end up losing by three. Uh, I believe what was it? 10 to three. I didn't have it written down. Or right, 10 to 14, but that, that was the, you know, deciding it was factor. Like nine in the to game. 14 or something. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I, I think we probably would have been the better side to take Cal there. Obviously, that would have hit, but we didn't touch it because it was just too close. And well, it was one of those where I just I, I didn't really know how I felt about Cal. Like I thought Cal yeah. definitely had it. With I think them. Auburn is who we thought they were going to be. That's kind of like and, and yeah. I just we I agree. I didn't know how we, we should feel about Cal there. So, anyways, um, and then we, we we get into our cheeks game of the week. We are zero and two on the cheeks game weeks. We have been cheeks with these games. <laughs> I, what are you talking about? I thought we picked Purdue. No. We picked Virginia Tech. Yes. No. No. And talk. Hey, you know what? Let me. I'm glad you addressed this. Let's talk about the Cheeks game of the week, guys. That you heard us say earlier. Wake Forest was in a weather delay. NC State was in a weather delay. There, there was storms up here in the Carolinas and the Virginias. All right, but whoo, Purdue, Virginia Tech. What a long day at the office. That bitch kicked off at twelve. That means those dudes were there at 8 or 9 a.m. It did not finish until 9 p.m. They waited like six or seven hours. It was incredible. All for a game that like wasn't even on TV to start with. Like It wasn't even like they had to move other games around. It was like, this was never on TV, so it didn't really matter. They're like, we will wait. We don't need to get out there for TV schedules. We will wait. Let me paint a picture for you, okay? Let's talk about this because I, I don't think people like are really getting it. All right, so here you go. You show up. First of all, it's noon. It's a little cloudy, but it's noon in Blacksburg, Virginia. You guys have been drinking your mimosas and, and hitting the tailgate in Virginia Tech. You got the other nerd engineer kids in town from Indiana. They're probably ready to party too. It's a packed out game. Everybody's in orange. They're like, this is our orange out, baby. And the next thing you know, here it comes. Oh, yeah. It's ready. You just feel it in your bones. You're like, oh, yeah, here we come. We're getting ready to take them, take them to Pound Town out here in Virginia Tech. And they started off pretty good, right? And then all of a sudden, hey, oh, hey, hold on. We're going we're gonna to take a slight pause for six and a half hours. Like, you think anybody stayed in that stadium? Absolutely not. No. They all left. They went home. And everybody who even, like, kind of remotely tried to stay around, remember, you've been up since, like, 8 a.m. You're sitting there maybe trying to give this piss-poor Virginia Tech team a chance. Like, even the junkies were like, please, please, I just want some Virginia Tech football. This game didn't start again until, like, 6.30 or 7 p.m. 
There's no way anybody was in the stadium. It's not on TV. I can't imagine any of the vendors are still there. So there's no food. There's no alcohol. There's nobody in the stands. And you've been up for like 12 hours. This game, oh man, we have superlatives at the end of the season. This was the cheekiest, double-cupped, absolute three C's, double Q's, tough coming out of your mouth, just cheeks game of the week. I mean, it lived up to the hype. In terms of the cheeks game of the week, this was perfection. I couldn't have taken it out of the oven more ready. This was perfect. Just and what would have made it even better is if we hit. I'm so sad because I thought we picked Purdue, but damn it, that was yeah. the, the most cheeks cheek game of the week. Yeah, someone ignored God when he said like we don't need to watch this. Like everyone, just go home. We're we are going to go into the longest weather delay in the history of college football. But they didn't catch the memo. They decided to play it. And anyways, Purdue ends up winning twenty four seventeen. Uh, we took Virginia Tech. We were actually pretty close on the line. I I, I have to apologize. I talked you off Purdue. I, this is my fault. Uh, we should have we should have gone with your gut and Purdue. Uh, I, I apologize. And with that, I'm going to officially sanction myself, Boone. <laughs> for for one for specifically Cheeks game of the week, but it, it happens to be for both Virginia teams, Virginia Tech and Virginia. Maybe any other Virginia. If Richmond's playing, I don't care. We're doing it for all Virginia teams going forward. I'm officially doing a 10-point sanction on all Virginia Tech teams, which means I'm going to take 10 points from them and add it to it every time we're going to bet on them because I do not want to take them anymore. So if I think they should be favored by three and a half, I'm saying no, I'm, you're losing by six. If I think they're losing by six, I'm saying no, you're losing by 16 because I'm doing everything I can to stay away from these Virginia Tech teams. I can't do it. I'm not rooting for them anymore. I'm done. Well, imagine how the people of Virginia feel. <laughs> Well, hey, it's all right. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna earn ourselves some time back. But that 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 guys was our recap. Which, so, which let's not let's let's be honest it. here. We're we're probably gonna see a lot more Virginia teams on the Cheeks game week going forward. So I'm gonna try to stay away from it. I really am. But it's so hard not to. They're, they're so, so bad. They're so cheeked up in Virginia, man. I just can't. I can't divert my eyes. I have to. I have to go. It's calling me. But uh, even even with all that said, uh, so I think it's time that we introduce to you guys a brand new segment, something that's near and dear to our hearts. Again, as you guys heard, we love we love when we're wrong because it just means we can do better. We're learning, and so for that, we now are going to introduce to you the things we've learned. The more you learn, the more you know, the more you know, you're just in the know. It's the things we've learned, things we've learned. So, this is the things we've learned. Uh, I'm going to start by saying, good teams win. Great teams cover. And that is going to be my mantra, especially going forward. I'm not playing any of this crap anymore where we're just like, no, we're not. We're not going to side with that. Okay. If I'm kind of on the fence, I can't. I can't do it, Jer. I can't do it. Now, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a good team so far. That, in fact, actually, the, dare I say, they're a great team. They're covering out the wazoo. It's Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I believe in you. I believe in you a lot. And you guys are sitting here. You're covering. This is great. And until you start reaching, maybe even some more real competition. 
I so far, hey, every time we go, hey, I don't know, Notre Dame even that good? Yes, and then they win. They prove you wrong. Ah, that wasn't even a real team. Let's see them play a real team. They play a real team. They do. They do even better. Ah, that, yeah, but they suck up, guys. Keep throwing Notre Dame whatever you want. I think that they're they're pretty for real. Hartman elevates them that much. So Notre Dame. Good teams win, great teams cover. So far, Notre Dame, you are a great team. Uh, Vandy. I hate to do it to you, Jer. Vandy is who we thought they were. They're exactly who we thought they were. I knew it. I knew it. You had me sitting here getting worried about myself with this whole, oh, they're 2-0. No. No. Vandy is exactly who we thought we were. Which brings me to my neck point. Neck. Next. Ha. Next point. Is Miami good? Or does Texas A&M suck? Let's, let's dive into the numbers, okay? Jimbo Fisher, who we might as well just call Frank Abagnale, one of the greatest con men in the history of the world, is 1-7 against P5 competition in the past eight games. One and seven. You guys gave this guy a contract of one hundred million over a ten-year stretch. If you were to fire him today, you owe him close to seventy-five, if not seventy-eight million dollars guaranteed. A and M, do some homework, Christ. Nobody needs to be paid out that much. In fact, the other team that probably got themselves in a horrendous, horrendous contract just got bailed out because the guy was too horny. Mel Tucker, I'm looking at you. God, I bet everybody in East Lansing was like, ooh, didn't wish this for my team. But damn it, thank God we got out of that contract because of that weird horny loophole. I mean, good Lord, man. But, yeah, let's go back to the Miami. Are you good? Are you good now? I don't understand. You've been hyping it up all different off-seasons. I've kind of tuned you out. You know my feelings towards you. you, you don't, don't tell me so much. I'm sick and tired of your, of your 305 speak. Show me. And right now, hey, your trenches are looking a lot better. This is kind of what Cristobal was preaching on. Hey, we're going to be a lot more physical up front. Is this now for real? And... I'd love to be able to give you guys more credit, but, you know, two fingers to my eyes, two fingers to you, Texas A&M. I don't know if I can trust you because you guys have sucked against P5 competition. Well, since we're keeping it in the state of Texas, called it Texas. I'm looking at you, baby. Hey, Bevo. Ooh. That burnt orange is looking a little bit brighter now, baby. It's looking it's looking like it's ready for the spotlight. Last year, Quinn Ewers was carving up Bama. It looked like a runaway train. And then, oh no, unfortunately he got hurt. And guess who barely won that game? And it was on the back of Bryce Young. I mentioned this. Texas comes in this week, or this past week, right into Titletown. And there it is. We got to see it on display. Better defense. Offense is clicking. You go up against a formidable opponent, a great opponent, because, hey, don't get me wrong, any Bama team's built to be a championship-level team. 
I don't care if it's a plug and play. I don't care if there's new players. That's still a good team. And you just handed Saban one of the worst losses at home in his Alabama career. This is your time to step it up. This is your time. And don't you dare say it until you do it. But it's your time to be back. So make it happen. The world's waiting on it. We're all waiting on it. We want a balance in the tilt of powers. We want we want this to, you know, hey, let's let's get this thing changed. Let's get this thing going. Now, I don't think Saban is slipping, but if there was any sign of it being time that, hey, looks like it's it might be coming to an end. Looks like retirement might be a couple years away. The past two seasons, if not three, have been looking like it. He's still saving. He's going to do saving things, but Kirby has now taken that torch. And Sark beating him, thats uh, he, not very often does the people under him beat him, and now you've got a, a handful of them that are doing it. Sark, Kirby, Fisher, and good God, I can't believe Jimbo's beating this guy because Jimbo, mm, mm. But, yeah, with all of that being said, again, uh, to my to my previous point, good teams win, great teams cover. Start watching the spreads, everybody, because from here on out, it's going to be the tail of the tape. These guys can continually cover against good teams, if not great teams. Those are the teams you're going to really want to start riding from here on out because it doesn't matter the level of competition. They're just built to be awesome. They're probably going to be the same way into the playoffs. All right, so this is what I, this is what I learned week 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 one and two, but we'll, we'll we'll kind of say maybe even week zero a little bit. But here we go. The SEC's down bad, like <laughs> bad, and I I, I don't want to say they're they're not one of the better conferences. I still think you know when you put them side by side with a lot of conferences, top to bottom, they're probably going to be better. But from a like. I think they have more. They have more people in that average area, and only I really think they only have maybe one, maybe two, that should be even considered for the college football playoff. Obviously, the season has to play on. But here's the thing: I'm not getting to the end of the season and saying like, "Oh, they put the SEC schedule as a tough schedule." All your relevant SEC games have been have not only been losses; they've been embarrassing losses. So obviously, LSU goes in week one against FSU is favored. They're talking a lot of trash and and you know fsu goes in and essentially shocks the world which doesn't make any sense to me because they won last year but literally fsu was getting second team reps with five minutes left in that game let's not pretend that was close that was literally the reason they scored at the end was literally because they had their second and third string true freshmen in at db to get them reps against lsu tell them that's your SEC West winner last year. That's the, that's the one that you had in the ranked the top five. So let's not pretend, oh, you know what, LSU just had a bad game, they're missing, blah, blah, blah. No, no. You guys, they're not a good football team in comparison to what's out there. That's a relevant game. Florida, completely un, uncompetitive against Utah. It wasn't even close. They're Ooh. making mistakes left and right. It wasn't competitive. Let me, let me remind you, this same Utah team this week, Snuck by a terrible Baylor team that lost to Texas State by two scores in the previous week. Ooh, tell them! If I'm Florida and I'm looking at what's happening at Utah right now with the same players on there, they didn't get any players back, and it, nothing major has changed week to week, and they barely got by this Baylor. They probably should have lost. Baylor made some mistakes at the end of the game that Utah was able to sneak by, but that was an embarrassing game by Utah. And honestly, Utah wasn't like, oh my God, that was like a close one. It was like, oh my God, we, we got the win. Like this is, that was great for us. So Florida, you're, if you're using transitive property here, I'd be a little, little worried here because your, your win against McNeese State or whatever it was isn't, isn't going to make me that comfortable. Let, let's move on, you know, still week one. South Carolina. 
another relevant game. They get dog walked by North Carolina in week one. Absolutely, that game wasn't a game either. So that's three in a row in week one that weren't games. And you know what? Maybe these aren't the two or three premier SEC teams right now, but we'll, we'll talk about those in a second. That same team that North Carolina, South Carolina played in North Carolina, they went into double overtime with App State in the next week. North Carolina had zero sacks against App State. They were all over Rattler in week one. He couldn't, like, get away. That was the big excuse. Rattler actually played okay, but he just couldn't get any. South Carolina is in trouble. We thought Beamer Ball might be something, but if that's if we're doing the same thing, we're, we're saying transitive, that is problematic. Alabama. You got beat by two scores at home to a Texas team that hasn't been relevant in almost 15 years. All of a sudden, you may be in a three-horse race at quarterback again. Not great. Oh. Not great. Oh, what was that? What was that? What was that? <laughs> Sorry, I had to continue. Texas A&M. <laughs> Tell him! Do it, do it! Your coach is making excuses about how the NFL stadium switch out logos and make it slippery. Ooh. And there's too much shade the way the stadium should. Jimbo, let me remind you, you were at FSU for how many years? How many times did you play Miami and come away with a win? You weren't, you weren't blaming the slips then. Ooh. I'll give you credit. I will give you credit for this. You did say after you made those comments. You know, that, that's probably not the reason we lost. You think? <laughs> right? You don't think it's the 45 points you let them slap around on you? This Miami team that hasn't been good over the last year? Like, they're, they're just now getting it together? I'm okay with you losing the game, but you got slapped around. Oh. You have zero conference games that are relevant that you've won if you're the mm-mm. SEC. Mm-mm-mm. Tough. Zero. Tough. Your 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 conference has not done done nothing. They're three and six against power five teams so far. And three of those wins are against UVA, Virginia, California, and Arizona. Are those great teams? We yes, already talked are. about Virginia. We already talked about Cal. We already talked about Arizona. Two of those you barely got by. The only cover you've had is in the SEC was a Tennessee against Virginia. Mm. The SEC is collectively 1-8 against the spread against Power 5 schools right now. So, not by our standards. Not by my standards, not by your standards, not by anyone's standards nationally. This is Vegas' standards. You are underperforming. You aren't what you thought you were. I love it. So, the SEC clearly is overrated this year. So, we're not going to get to the end of the year here and say, well, you know, the SEC schedule, they had to get into it. You know, the Texas game, game, whatever, it's fine. Oh, the Auburn game. You guys are all playing. It's trash versus trash every week by your standards. So, let's not pretend that this is just a, a great conference. So, let, let's be honest. Okay, there's there's two, there's a few 2 and 0 teams still in here. You got Kentucky, Mississippi State, Auburn, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Let's not say that any of those would be, be good teams. You got Ole Miss. I, I, they may be something if they decide to play defense, but that's a big asterisk, maybe. Asterisk. They, they've never they've never decided to play defense, so let's not like pretend they're going to be anything. Arkansas, okay, we'll talk about them. They well, haven't. Pl- they have. The, the, we'll find out a bit. The, the only thing they have going for them 
is my man Sam Pittman has them things thangin'. If you know, oh, what I mean. I'm glad you touched on it. I was going to touch on it later. Wing low sweet chariots. Ooh, the beautiful C cups. They were out. They're and gorgeous. C's. Oh my, they're not C's, man. They're they're thangin'. <laughs> That's the only thing you got going. You guys haven't done yourself a favor. Go look up this photo that a booster took of Sam Pittman out at the the tailgate. I mean. Heavens to Betsy! Whoa! Bombshells! So, I'll, I'll say this: the SEC. This is the, the only thing you have going for you is Georgia, and they're gonna. I know you're gonna hit your wagon to that and say, you know what? We only lost to Georgia by two touchdowns. Oh, look at us! Look at look at Georgia just on the top of the hill. You might have Tennessee. I'm actually still pretty high on Tennessee, but I'm getting a little worried because Tennessee media are already talking about moving quarterbacks. Like, I, I what? Okay. That's wild. That's wild to me. Okay, we'll we'll see. The, the the number one offense last year is already talking about moving quarterbacks. Okay, interesting. So here here's kind of what I think everything boils down to, and and I'm just gonna do a quick exercise with you, Boone, so you can confirm this for me. I yeah. think here's here's the biggest problem. The SEC quarterbacks are garbage. Just just across conferences, you can take almost any conference. Even I even like Mac, like I, they just don't have good quarterback play, and I don't know. It's not because they're playing SEC teams because they're not even playing well when they're not playing SEC teams. I don't know what's going on here. So here, it's a little early. It's listen, early, but still, listen, I mean, just, to their standard, this is this is wild. Okay, just for the sake of argument here, let's let's do this. So I was going to say compared to Jordan Travis or Drake May, but those two are ones that came into the season. And Caleb we, we Williams can, is a little unfair too. Okay, so we're not going to compare. Viewers. Okay, we're not going to compare against any any Heisman hopefuls. We're going to compare against Riley Leonard. So a, a very good, you know, I, I wouldn't say he's in the Heisman race, but he's, he's a good quarterback, good ACC quarterback. Good for Duke, really good for Duke. Let's compare against him. So Riley Leonard, get that in your mind. I'm going to read quarterbacks kind of from what I think is kind of top to bottom in the SEC, and you tell me when to stop if you would trade – Riley Leonard for one of these quarterbacks. So if you would, if you would, if if you were, if you okay, if you were Duke, yeah, would you it. trade? Would you do a swap if you were Duke? So okay. you got Graham Mertz at Florida. No. Brady Cook at Missouri. No. Robbie Ashford, Peyton Thorne, Auburn, one of the two. No. AJ Swan, Vanderbilt. No. Carson Beck at Georgia. Too early to say, but no. Based on what what's been on film between the two quarterbacks in their career, what would you say? I'll, I'll give the edge to Riley. Okay. Spencer Rattler, South Carolina. See, now this is where it starts getting dicey. Because I know Rattler's got it in him. The, my question with him is more consistency. But given, hey, who do I feel comfortable with? I feel more comfortable with Riley. KJ Jefferson, Arkansas. That that might be where I might make the trade. Jalen Miller, Alabama. No. Devin Leary, Kentucky. Mm. Based on what we've seen this year, no. Connor Wigman, Texas A&M, no. Jaden Daniels, LSU, ooh, maybe. Jackson Dart, Ole Miss, yes. Okay, so there, there's your first yes, and then you got Joe Milton at Tennessee, which yes. apparently they uh, don't like at Tennessee. I don't know what that is. I we'll take see. him in Duke, big time. And then uh, you got Will Rogers, Mississippi State. So you got yes. maybe one, maybe two that you would be interested in swapping. I was honestly saying none of these because based on what Riley Leonard's shown so far this year and what he could potentially be in this offense, he's 
much more accurate, much more intelligent with the football, and is athletic enough to make long enough runs to, to keep offenses on. Or oh, I get it, but field. I mean, I definitely see your point. Like, we're already deep into this, and this is the SEC. They yeah. should be comparing themselves to Duke quarterbacks. Yeah. This sure. is embarrassing. Like, so I think that's really kind of the main problem for them. We'll we'll see as the season goes on. But like, I I just I don't want us to get into like week seven or eight and have this revisionist history about like, oh, those were week one or two games. Let's not pretend they mattered. Oh, we changed quarterbacks. Blah blah. blah. No, you've lost these games. You've lost them convincingly. We're not going to wipe these under the rug and say, oh, two SEC teams get, should get in the playoffs. We're not going to do what Saban did at the end of the year and say, oh, one of our losses was early. It shouldn't matter. And blah, 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 blah. We should get in the playoff because we're in the SEC. That's that's embarrassing. We shouldn't have to do this. And so I'm, I'm really hoping this year we can spend more time focusing on other programs and other teams that deserve to be in the conversation and not – Two or three lost LSU, two or three lost Alabama, seven lost Texas A&M. Like I'm just done talking to Texas A&M. Let's just move on from them. Oh other yeah, than, I'm gonna I'm drop A&M on its head. It's over. other than the fun of like let's see what happens to Jimbo. So uh, that that's kind of what I learned these first two weeks. And it, honestly, I was I'm 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 gonna say I was shocked by all the results. I would have never bet that all of these games would have resulted. Not only did they lose all the games that were relevant, they convincingly lost them all by two scores. All of them, all okay. relevant games. That the SEC played lost by two scores. It's right. embarrassing. I agree. Well, I love that. All right. Well, guys, uh, we're going to wrap that up for things we learned. Uh, we're we're going to now go ahead and we're going to we're going to move in to you know to breaking down this week. We've got oh boy, do we have we have some excitement and an announcement for you about this week. But right before we do, we're going to kick it out to one of our sponsors. We're going to bring it on back and we're going to do a deep dive into week three. Whopper, 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 Junior, Double, Triple, Whopper, Impossible, or Bacon, Whopper, I rule this day. M-B-K, have it your way. Here we go. We're going to dive in to week three, Trey, trois, tres. This is our week, okay? They say good things come in threes, right? <laughs> Not... This week, but you know what? Because of that, I mean, geez louise, is this slate ass! But ladies and gentlemen, you know how we feel about ass. Ooh, baby! Welcome, welcome, this is the cheeks Week of the Year! Jared and I have dubbed this the Cheeks Week of the Year. Get excited. This is the cheekiest week of the year. It's terrible. Not one good lineup. Not one. They're all terrible. They're all trash. Which means, guess what? We're going to get some dog-eat-dog football this weekend. This is where we sell it. We get we get to separate the winners from the losers, okay? We really get to know how, how just dirty and grungy the underbelly of college football is. Damn it, I'm excited. So you know what? Let's go ahead and kick this baby off with the Nooners! Number 15, K-State! Up against Mizzou in Columbia, Missouri. And you know what? I really don't want to say this is an upset. I don't even want to remotely say this is upset worthy. I know a lot of people are chatting in the air. They're probably like, hey, man, I'll watch out the Wildcats this weekend. Don't listen to it. Don't listen to it, okay? 
this is uh, this is kind of one of those moments where, like, yeah, I'd love to believe that Mizzou is a better team, okay? But in order for any of the upset to have any potential whatsoever, here's what's going to need to happen. K-State lands and immediately goes out and party in Columbia that night. They oversleep the next day. Oh, damn it. Do we have a football game today, Coach? Coaches, he's he's waking up out of just a, a sea of beer and, and and other you know recreational activities, and he's just like, oh damn it, boys, run! We don't have time to get a call cab. No Ubers for us. We gotta run to the stadium, sweat out that alcohol, and then they're just <laughs> through the tailgates, and everybody's like, whoa, aren't they supposed to be playing today? And they just walk onto the field. Missouri's like, woo! Buddy, we might have a chance here. And deep into the third, you're looking at a 14 to 21 point lead by Missouri. That is the only way Missouri has a chance. Other than that, it is not happening. K State has a good quarterback in Will Howard. The defense is pretty damn decent. And not only that, they are grit, grit, grit. That is what they pride themselves on as the K State Wildcats. I just don't see it. But at the same time, hey, it's the zoo. You're in the zoo. And this is just like we mentioned before. SEC country. It just means more. I have K-State at eight and a half. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I will say uh, both teams are 2-0 and uh, going into the game. However, they both really haven't played anyone. <laughs> yeah. not, not much to go off of. So this is going to be kind of one of those let's – Let's let's test the waters. Let's see where these teams are. You know, maybe Missouri's a little, little better for their standards. Maybe maybe K State's not not as good as they think they are. I, I will say that this is my angle. So, okay, K State they've they've played good defense. Um, they traditionally do. Uh, looking at the numbers, I, they're not that impressive though on offense. They, but but they are efficient. So Correct. they do. They've been putting up points, but just like looking at the numbers themselves, aren't great. Will Howard. He's he's thrown five TDs, but two interceptions so far against very very below average FCS teams. And on his career, which this was shocking to me because I thought he was like you were saying a good quarterback. On his career, which has been four seasons, he's thrown twenty nine touchdowns and seventeen interceptions with a below sixty percent completion percentage. Man, this guy's electric. Last year was his best year by far. Had definitely, definitely helped boost his numbers. If it wasn't for last year, he'd probably be sitting at fifty percent touchdowns, interceptions, and fifty percent completion percentage. Last year was definitely a tick forward, but he's already shown a little step back. I don't know what that is. I don't know if they're trying to force things. Couldn't quite tell. Kind of in those first few games because it's just like I don't know what the motivation. It's too much. But five touchdowns to two interceptions, not great. Um, going in, going into this game. I, I don't know kind of what to do here. Do we get last year's quarterback or do we get this year's quarterback uh-huh. so far? I mean, last year they played this game. It was a home and home. Uh, they played this game in Kansas. They won forty to twelve. Uh, a little got away there from Missouri. Uh, this year, obviously in Missouri or at Missouri, I, I don't know what to do with it. Um, I, I have a fe- feeling Missouri could could make this a game. Um, oh no! What are you I, doing? Don't do this. Okay, okay. I, I I won't I won't scare you too much. So I, I was feeling pretty good about Missouri, but then you look at the game. I mean, being in a game with Middle Tennessee towards the end of the game is not a good look. Uh, just I here's my yeah, thing. I don't know. This is a know. Middle Tennessee State team that whooped Miami's ass. True. True. You better, better come correct, sir. Fair enough. 
But here's here's the thing. I just with these games when against FCS teams, like you just don't know what the motivation is. Like, are they just there to kind of like get through, go through the motions, get through the game? Like, are the, are they there to like win win? And so. Obviously, some teams are trying to make statements. Some teams are just trying to get through. I don't know what Missouri is, uh, given their two games. And so, I, I obviously will be motivated for this game. It's their first test. Uh, same with Kansas State. I, I'm going to say Kansas State should be favored by six. I think a 24 to 30 type of game is something we'll, we should expect. Oh, this is beautiful. So, you say six. I got eight and a half. I think we both think K-State should definitely win. They're definitely talented enough and gritty enough that they should be able to defensively win this battle, but they're not going to blow you away with offense. So seven is a solid number. All right, so we got it at seven, and Vegas has them as seven or sorry, four and a half point favorites. So only four what? and a half. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were definitely going to be on the Missouri side of this one. I don't understand. Yeah. Well, I I think we're taking I think we're taking Missouri here, even though I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I, mm, 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 no, I'm gonna take K State four and a half, hundred percent. No, that's but oh, sorry, that's what I meant. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're taking K State. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I just want to take the underdog, baby. <laughs> just just cause. No, we'll, we'll we'll give the we'll give the four and a half. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, we'll give the four and a half. We think Kansas State definitely can win by more than that, and, and probably should be favored more. So let's mm. let's run with that. I'm a little curious what Vegas see, is seeing here. Maybe it's just a feeling, but we'll see. Okay. All right. Well, next things next. We've got ourselves again. This is a nooner, and though it's not there. Number seven, they're climbing the charts. Drew Aller is looking good. Penn State, you can run from it, you can hide from it, it will always be the same. Here come the Lions. And good thing, too, because over there in Champaign, Illinois sucks. Oh my gosh, what were we thinking? What were we smoking earlier this year? I thought Brett Bielema was on the up and up. This guy's having the biggest... I don't even know if I want to call it a sophomore slump because I don't think it's his second year. I think it's like his third or fourth year. But, like, might as well be a sophomore slump at this point. I mean, Lord have mercy. This is this is no longer a fun game. I really thought maybe Penn State would be, like, getting, like, a little, like, ah! Like, you know, just like just like a little scare. Like, uh, oh, like you know, oh, almost got to that. Oh, like, you know, but no, we're not getting that. We're not getting any of that. I thought maybe we could entice you here. Maybe Brett Bielema was going to be like, oh, 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 step into my web. But this guy is out here losing games that he has no business losing. Now, no crap to Lance Leipold over there at Kansas. You guys are running a hell of a model American program down there in the plains. But, I mean, Illinois, they, they looked like the worst team for three quarters and then finally tried to step it up in the fourth quarter, and it was just, it was, it was trash. And then, and then I, I just have this, like, sneaking suspicion that at some point this year, Brett's going to Brett and just be like, uh, let's go out and win this one. We have no business winning it, and everybody's counting us out. Let's just go out and win. That is not this game. It's not this game. 
Okay? So put that put that back in your little put your tongue back in your mouth. Don't talk to me like that, son. Penn State 11 and a half. Okay. I Eleven and a half. Okay, so the last time these teams played, uh, it went to overtime. It was October twenty third, twenty twenty one. Illinois won that game. <laughs> I remember, but that was one of the more god awful games of Penn State that year. That was one of those games where, like, James Franklin's always like kind of good for one, where you're just like scratching your head, going, "Son, what are we doing? What are we doing?" And then, like, he just doesn't do that ever again. But that, I remember that one. That was weird. Yeah. That, that tells me that tells me they're not going to ignore the, this opponent. They're not at they're, all. They're they're getting their full attention. Bloods uh, in the water, a hundred percent. So obviously Illinois one and one. They lost to Kansas last week, uh, thirty four to twenty three. Wasn't really that close. Um, two scores and then Toledo. They they escaped with a win, thirty to twenty eight. If you look at their if you look at their team stats, they're averaging three hundred fifty seven yards a game. On offense, but allowing 477. That is not, not good, good against Toledo and Kansas. No, <laughs> it's not. And so it's only going to get worse from here. Yeah. On the other side of it, Penn State two and zero. You know, the, obviously Delaware, not much of an opponent. They won that game going away, uh, 63 to seven. But uh, sure. West West Virginia, uh, they, that they game more of a more of a shot there. It was a, it was a little bit of a game, but we had them covering there, and they ended up covering uh, the, fight, was, the fight in Joe Biden. Yeah, thirty thirty eight to fifteen. So they, you know, they they've only allowed two hundred twenty four. This is like this could be they could out like gain Illinois here by like three hundred yards, and it wouldn't be that. It would Brother, honestly be eleven and a half is expected. being generous. I could have I probably could have stretched this thing to sixteen. That's kind of what I'm thinking. You know, Luke Altmaier, we've already talked about him some, but like 37 for 54 on the year, three touchdowns and three interceptions. The only Not- reason that it's keeping me low is because, A, it's Champagne. They they get crazy out there in Champagne, man. They party. And then, you know, like a Brett, Brett's always good to test somebody one time out of nowhere, completely out of pocket. I don't think it's this game, but, hey, Again, they could just wake up feeling froggy. So I, I felt comfortable with eleven and a half. You could convince me to sixteen. All right. So I, I I'm doing the math on my side. I think this is going to be like a forty-five to seventeen game. That's twenty-eight oh points. Lord. Oh my lord! Does that sound insane to you though? Forty-five seventeen. That sounds. I don't know how Illinois score more than seventeen. Yeah. 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 I guess you're right. They I scored twenty-three right. against Kansas last week. All right. I could settle easily at sixteen and a half. And Maybe thirty 17. against Toledo. <laughs> And I don't see them stopping. I, I okay. We'll, we'll we'll go up to what eighteen. Eighteen. All right. Yeah. That's that, that's the absolute highest. That's okay. the highest I'll go, Bob. So Penn State's favored fourteen and a half in this game. Oh yeah, hammer it. I'm yeah. I'm in on that. I'm in on that. So we we were saying eighteen. I was talking. I'll try to talk you up to twenty eight. You, yeah, you twenty eight was a wild number. That was. <laughs> I, there no way in hell I'd be, but yeah, fourteen. If they're saying fourteen, and I was already like, ah, I could say sixteen. I'm a hammer it. Yeah, we split in the middle. We were twenty, uh, we twenty point favorites. I, you know, Penn State only having to get fourteen and a half. That that hook might hurt us on the on the fourteen. Um, if they won by two scores, we, we still could potentially not cover. But mm. I still I still say we go tease it down to fourteen. Call it a day. <laughs> we can't tease. That's not that's not in the book here, man. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, I'd be remiss if we weren't also celebrating. You know, we're celebrating champagne. We we got to celebrate this place a little, a little south, a little south champagne. All right.
Green light said he gonna set my soul. Oh yeah, baby! Down there in the stark Vegas, Ooh, they know how to party with them cowbells. We got number fourteen LSU coming to town in the stark Vegas Cowboy Dog. Not gonna lie to you, I don't think Mississippi State's all that. All right, I mean you 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 went to overtime with Arizona, man. Like, hey, hey, I'm not I'm not gonna crap on Arizona now. Like, Arizona's on the up and up, but it's come on, come on. You know how much on the up and up have they really been? All right, and then this in Colorado, you didn't bring in Dion. Like, you just you just kind of making it happen. So Mississippi State to me, like. I just think LSU is just so much more talented. They're so much deeper of a team. And I'm going to go ahead and squash this narrative. Oh, LSU kind of stinks. No, they don't. Shut the hell up. Who who told you this? Just because FSU went out there and kicked their ass every way to Sunday. Like, that should be more of a testament to how good Florida State is. Not not any type of testament. That That's Brian Kelly not being ready yet again. What did we tell you? Two years in a row. Yet again. Honestly, three years in a row. Because when he played Florida State previous year to that, like, you're, you're sitting there scratching your head like, you have a way more talented team than this Florida State team. Mike Norvell just keeps he keeps getting them, man. I'm not going to go down that road. But I'm just saying, the talent is still there. There's a reason they won the West last year. You, you still have it. I think what more of the question is for this LSU team is not necessarily are they going to win this game. It's more or less, are you going to see and take the strides that you want to with Jaden Daniels at quarterback? Are you going to stick to this model of running quarterback? Are you going to stick to it where, like, hey, let's scheme some stuff open for him, make it a little bit easier because maybe that's just not his forte? Or we force him to kind of develop as a passer? Or, or classic Brian Kelly, this is a Brian Kelly offense. Let's see what we got. You go to Nussmeyer. And you make this a pure pocket passer kind of ordeal. That's what I'm looking for out of this LSU team. I don't think Mississippi State is going to win this game. Uh, I mean, if they do, boy, do they have problems down there in Baton Rouge. This this would be just diabolical bad from Brian Kelly. Uh, but I think more of the question is going to be, hey, who, who's going to be the quarterback for the rest of the year? Let's give Jaden Daniels one more chance. You know, if, if we like what we see, I mean, because... They pounded whoever the hell they played last week, but they were a horrible opponent. But I think he's the guy going forward. He's shown he can do it. Let him kind of shake the rust off. I got LSU at eight and a half. Okay. Yeah, I... I okay. See, I, I have a number in mind, and then you talked me very much off that number, but then you talked me away from where your number is. So... My question is is like obviously they're having walk to travel. Yeah, walk yeah, so it. so obviously they're LSU's having to travel here. Um going to Davis Wade. Right. I always I, I always bump it down whenever it's an away game because obviously so especially in Cowbell country, but things get a little bit tougher, you know? Like we all know this. Yeah. I Will I do like Will Rogers. I think he can be competitive. Um, I like Will Rogers. I agree the Arizona result was obviously a win. Not very impressive. Black um, eye. Yeah, so I, I don't think Mississippi State is a joke. Um, don't come not, off down from your rant now, brother. We saw how you felt about the SEC. <laughs> I need that fire, that passion. They haven't they haven't proven to me that they're a joke yet. Let's let's say that. Um, okay. 
but their defense is is definitely still above average. I think their offense is still scoring points. So, no, is that above average or butt average? <laughs> Sorry, above above average. There's they're they're, they're doing okay. They're, they've got a to decent me, they're defense. butt average. Okay. That's what they are. <laughs> Maybe by SEC standards, but mm-hmm. so here's the thing. My thing was like, okay, what do I what do I do with LSU because. Obviously, I don't care about the Grambling game. Like, I don't. That game doesn't matter. They Grambling, won. that's who it was. Thank yeah, you. They could have won by a million. It wouldn't have mattered. Like, I, I don't care. Um, they obviously were motivated to go out and prove that they weren't what I guess they thought they weren't. I don't know. But so it, it goes back to, like, how much do I weigh the FSU game? Like, how how good is FSU? Because we, we I think we feel pretty good about it. And you, We're still you kind of, asking that question. You talked me into it saying, like, no, like, FSU is a good team and it wasn't as much of LSU being terrible or, or being way below what they thought they should be. It was more of FSU was just that good. Um, and so I don't know. I, I think, you know, I could see Mississippi State scoring up to 30 if they have a really good night. I don't see any more than that. Um, I think, you know, 14 to 17 to 21 is probably more in play for them. Uh, I think LSU could comfortably easily win by 14, probably 21 if Daniels plays well. Like that's the thing. If he plays well, they're very good. Like exactly. they're very good. And we've talked about it a million times and I've kind of beat him up about it. Like he's very inconsistent, which is the problem. But when he's good, when he's right, he's very hard to, to, to beat. He's difficult. He's and that team talent. around him is built to be good. Yeah. And so if he comes he's out on, swinging, it's, yeah. it's good. Yeah. And then, te- well, and then the thing too is like defenses start trying to do different stuff, and just like when he's on, like it's just hard to slow him down. So you just can't let him get heated up. I I think he could come out and do that. So I think I think they could win like thirty five twenty one or forty two to twenty eight, like a, a solid like twenty to fourteen point win. Um, I since they were having to travel, and I also wasn't really sure if he if he was going to come out and play well. Um, I would say I, I was, anywhere in the neighborhood of eight to thirteen. Is I was saying I, I, I was actually had ten on my my list. Okay, so. ten, ten, ten's good. I can. I mean, it's funny it. because it's like if he doesn't play well, they could easily lose this game, and I wouldn't be shocked. Like if, well, if they we, wouldn't cover it, if, 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 if I turn the game on and I'm like the first two drives, he's playing like garbage, and they end up like changing quarterbacks oh, and they I'm lose. Home. I'm, I'm like my butthole, bro. I would I wouldn't be shocked. So LSU, <laughs> I think LSU by ten is probably a good number for us. Okay. Um. And they're favored by nine and a half. So. Oh, 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 oh. Whoa, buddy! Look at us! Look at us talking ourselves into it. Dang, dang, dang! I like the way we're talking, baby. That's what we do. Yeah, we're. I think we're, we're a little dialed in there with Vegas. I think they're kind of asking the same questions. It's like if he looked good against FSU and then they lost by like one or like just had like, I think they'd be favored by like eighteen. Because if if he can show that he's what that player is, like they would be just everyone right. expect him to score forty five fifty points a game, but that's not what they're expecting right now because he hasn't shown that. But if he goes out and scores sixty in this game, it wouldn't even be like insane. Like that, that's a lot of points, but it wouldn't be insane. Well, and I think that's where you know, like th- this week is it's it's gut check week, it's chin check week. You know, like it's hey, all right, three games in, we got a nice sample size. Who the hell are you? And at this point. Like, you should have at least one tough one in there, maybe two cupcakes, whatever. But, like, there should have been enough where you shook the rust off. You got enough practice under your belt. You've got enough real game licks under your belt. Real time, you know, decision making, this, that, and the other. I now can know who you are. I've always been a fan of the fact that, like, hey, let's get rid of this whole preseason APBS. Let the eyes tell you what's going on after 
three weeks. So I think this this is your time. So, yeah, Vegas is asking the same questions we are. Is Jaden Daniels going to be the guy that we know he can be? Or is this going to be the year that he's just kind of like, wah, wah, and like we just have to go to Nussmeier? I, I don't know, but I'd be willing to give them 10, figure it out at Wade Walsh. No. Wade Walsh, is that it? Walsh, Walsh Davis? What's the name of that stadium? You said it earlier. Oh, yeah. Uh, Davis Wade. Davis Wade. Damn it. I always get it confused with uh, with Duke Stadium while well, Wallace yeah. Wade. The, the double names don't help. The double yeah, person. Yeah, they're always, they're always getting us with these, these white people names. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I still think LSU wins this. They're the, the deeper, more talented team. I, I just I don't see it. Yeah. Well, we're not going to touch it. It's too close. We're too close to Vegas to get a good feel which way we want to go. So we'll, we'll, see what, we'll see how that game goes. All right. Well, this is fun. Because uh, now we're going to dip into the 3.30 games, okay? And, uh, I mean, y'all y'all know us. I mean, we're no stranger. Oh, boy. It has come upon us. Beamer Bowl, you've had a rough start. This may be your time to turn it around. Is it? I don't know the things in Sanford... These guys have been number one, back to back. Go dogs! Now here's the deal, man. Wouldn't it be kind of funny? Let me paint you a picture, Jared. Wouldn't it be kind of funny if South Carolina just won? I mean, <laughs> let's look at it this way: South Carolina has a little bit. Of a, you know, like a, people are trying to count them out. They're, they're dismissive, if you will. Everybody's kind of like, oh, they suck. This is where I think Shane, kind of like Matt Campbell, thrives in that underdog role. Where he's like, come on, boys, we got to stick together. This is Beamer Ball. Now, I don't think they're good enough. I think, they're, they're, I think their D-line is going to get absolutely blasted by Georgia. But, but, again, for the sake of argument... Let's just imagine a place where South Carolina comes in, they're feeling a little froggy, and they're like, ooh, you counting us out already, Georgia? Ooh, you, you haven't really played anybody? And they win. You have to start looking at Georgia for a split second here and going, ooh, suddenly that Tennessee game doesn't look so easy to win for you guys. And if you guys could lose to the likes of of South Carolina, who's to say Kentucky doesn't give you a test? Who's to say whoever you play in the SEC championship also stands in your way? And the SEC just starts to cannibalize itself. And man, that who I would you know and you know I, I only kind of slightly root for this because then 2023 starts looking like 2007, and damn it, was that not? One of the best seasons of college football ever. But, again, number one, back-to-back champs. 13 and a half, I got UGA. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Let me let me read the last three years that they've played each other. Um, Rough. 2020. Georgia, 45-16. Mm. 2021, 40-13. 2022, Georgia 48, South Carolina 7. 
His thirteen and a half may have been low. We're talking, we're talking years of, of experience here to talk through. This is not <laughs> thirteen. If, if thirteen and a half, we're taking. We're if we're that's all we have to cover. We're all right, taking twenty-one all day. Twenty-one. So, you know what? No, you know what? No, let's make it fun. Twenty-eight. Nice, nice. So yeah, I think I think a score like I, this is what I normally do is like I'll sit down and it's like what is a reasonable score? And I'm not I don't want to go off of the last years because obviously teams are different and things happen, but let's just say they make it a little more respectable. Let's say it's 45 to 21. That's still 23 points. So I'm I'm thinking of 45 to 21, 45 to 20, well, over the 45 past few years they, they've shown they can't even what is it? What was the highest one they had? 17? Yeah. They can't even get over the. The only thing I can think of is, is like you're right. I think Georgia Georgia's prime for just like sleepwalking through all their games this year because like as long as you can get ahead and just stay ahead by two touchdowns, you kind of just like chill. And I, it wouldn't shock me if if Beamer's like really pushing to kind of prove to his team, hey, we can hang with these guys and keep it at least like. I mean, he said it like two years ago. Yeah, so it wouldn't <laughs> shock me. It wouldn't shock me, kind of like what you're saying, is like let's like maybe they rise up and maybe Georgia just kind of sneaks by, and so that's that's the concern if you're giving that many points. So with that, I think 23 is a solid number. I, I think you know 13 is like way too low, but uh, I could be I could be wrong. All right, so what, what's our number here? We're gonna go with we, we said you know what? Let, let's make it fun. Let's like, let's let's challenge ourselves here. No, it's not, we're not. I'm not into challenging myself, dude. I'm trying to. I'm trying to put good numbers down so we can we can I'm, win these. I mean, games. I'm telling you right now. I think they're probably going to say 17 and a half. No, I don't care what you think, Vegas. What do you think? What What do you think the number should be? I not- personally, I personally think that maybe it, yeah. Let's let's call it. Personally, 22. Personally, okay. So I, I had 23 written down. I think 22. You you were originally at 10 10. 10 or 13. I said 13, but only because I, I have this like I have this like weird feeling that South Carolina might come out and play them tough. I really okay. do. So if you feel that way, Vegas has them favored as 27 and a half point favorites. Oh man, we could have said 28. We could have done it. We could have been spot on, but the thing is, my point I is, yeah, I, don't like I think that. based on our numbers, we should be taking South Carolina here. Even though I might, I might take South Carolina. We're I'm back on the lie. Beamer ball, baby. Yeah, yeah, you can never take us off. You can never take us off the Beamer ball, baby. All I'm saying is, if, if Beamer, if you let me down here, I'm laying sanctions on South Carolina. Well, I'm just letting you know. We're putting you on notice. you got to come through for us. Brother, I'm like... I kid you not, probably twenty miles from the border. I'll, I'll, I'll play sandstorm at the border. Just, just, just living life with the best of them. Shotgun and beers, doing keg stands down in Columbia. Man, I tell you what, I want to believe in Beamer Ball so damn bad. I need it. We need it in football, man. Quit letting us down, Shane. Damn it! All right, let's see it. Well, I'm, I'm all in on the Beamers. Let's do it. We're going, we're riding with them this all week. Right, all right, I'll take South Carolina, man. With that might twenty-seven and a half points. That might, that might come to bite us in the ass. But, God, that's you know what? That's going to be a fun one to watch now because if, if they're getting blown out, <laughs> then it's like by twenty-five. I'm like, woo, woo. <laughs> we just need a backdoor cover. They're down by thirty-five. And they yeah, it's garbage time. George is putting in the third stringers. Rattlers out there just spinning it. Oh yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> He's oh. like, "Hey, there's there's NFL scouts at this game. They're not here to see me, but I'm gonna put some tape yeah. out there." 
Rattler goes back to his asshole ways. Hey, everybody, uh, I need you to shut the hell up, sit down. This game is no longer about us winning. It's about me making money. So, uh, Leggett, I'm going to need you out there. Uh, You're going to need to put on your best show. I don't care if you pulled a hamstring or not. Uh, We're going to start throwing around the park. The third stringers are in. These guys are 18. I'm going to kick their ass. That's, That's... the Rattler I look forward to. And, of course, Shane's going to be there like, okay, I like it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Beaver Ball's back. Let's go. All right. Let's do it. Okay. So, here we go. Next game up. Uh, I, oh, damn. Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, every time I say Minnesota, I think of that Joe Biden clip. Minnesota. <laughs> You guys are hanging out in Chapel Hill. Here we come, 330, number 20th ranked UNC. Oh, let me tell you something. Uh, Last week, uh, I was walking into this, and I was like, hmm, Minnesota might catch a cage match here. This is just going to be tough. After what I watched them do to USC, it just shouldn't be close. Hey, boys, did we watch App State? Because they don't shy away from any competition ever. Ever! They played them tough last year. They played them tough this year. And, oh, if their coach had just swallowed that timeout, App State wins. Doesn't happen, which was tough. Goes to overtime, and of course, Drake May does what Drake May does. UNC squeaks one out against App State. So, I'm kind of glad because, damn it, what I hate to go against our boy, the Greek rifle. I gotta have, I gotta believe. I mean, you know, you know my man. Greek rifle, okay? He takes the olives, he takes the feta cheese, he puts it all on his pita, and throws the pita way down the field. That's a touchdown. In the old country, we call that a touchdown, all right? That's what I'm looking forward to. That's what I feel about this game. I think Minnesota might actually give UNC a bit of some trouble because, hey, look, 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 look. I understand Nebraska sucks. Regardless, Minnesota actually has a decently good defense, okay? And UNC, I think, uh, I don't know, they're, they're, they're showing some holes here. I, I was wrong to sit here and assume that they had – you know, you had it right. I was wrong to sit here and assume that they had gotten over the hump. There was there, Mac Brown wasn't going to Mac Brown anymore. He's proven to me. Nope, nope. He's still he's still there. He's still he's still here for the for the damn upsets. So because of that, UNC, we we have a problem, my man. And that uh, that is that is this and this alone. UNC. Got you on upset alert, my friend. Ooh, buddy. Tario country, we got a problem. We got a problem. I don't I don't love what I saw week over week. You decimate South Carolina, which may be proving to us they're not that great. But then to go toe-to-toe with App State and almost lose again? What are we doing? So, yeah, I think Minnesota is now squarely back in this fight. I would have said a week ago, good, good luck. Good luck. 
But this, this week, I don't know, feels a little bit different. Feels a little, feels a little row the boat. Feels like row the boat's got a chance now. It is, however, in Chapel Hill. I am going to give UNC five and a half. Okay. All right. Uh, how do I do this to you nicely? Um, I, I know. You, I know you. You, you got your your boy. The rifle. The rifle. The Greek rifle. The Greek rifle through two games has one touchdown, which was that crazy toe touch touchdown that. Potentially wasn't like Brother, barely I've, got it. I have watched this man sling the rock, and it is beautiful. And you've watched him sling the rock for a total of one touchdown and two interceptions. It's incredible. And let me let me remind you who they've played: Nebraska mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and EMU. Mm. Delicious. Not great. Not not great if that's what you're doing against those that level of talent. And we know what Nebraska is after seeing that. How much do they beat EMU by? Twenty-five to six. Oh hell yeah! You see what I'm talking about? That's that defense, baby. So, yeah, the, the problem is they haven't faced anyone that's anywhere near what what. Uh, here it comes. Here comes the test, baby. UNC UNC brings to the table. Hey man, don't be shocked when it happens. We're just gonna here, throw it out there. Here, here's the thing: UNC they don't care. Appalachian State they don't care how they play. If they want to take their Heisman potential Heisman candidate. And have him only throw the ball thirty times for two hundred and eight yards, and still come away with the win, and run the ball for three hundred and nineteen yards. That's fine if they want to. If they want to rush the ball that much in a game, they'll beat you that way. I don't think they need to do that against against uh, Minnesota. I think they're going to let them loose. Boone, this I, I'm sorry. This is going to get ugly quick. Okay. This is this is they have no chance here. They're going to let them loose. Minnesota is not going to be able to go blow for blow. Keeping up on offense, they're just not going to. They might be able to score a few here and there. The problem is they're not gonna they're not gonna have the ball very often, and, and it's gonna be on the ground a lot. The game's gonna just drag on, and North Carolina's gonna blow them out. They're gonna just absolutely demolish them. I think South Carolina is a better team than Minnesota, and we know what that result was. I think thirty eight to thirteen is like a, a solid score to go with. So I think twenty to twenty four point favorites is is where it should be. Okay. All right. You. <laughs> 20 to 24? Yeah. What number do you settle on? So what you had? You had like four? <laughs> I had five and a half, thank you. <laughs> All right, so if we split that, we're like closer to 14. Okay. 15. Okay. So you are you are you comfortable with coming up to 14 with me? Uh, I mean, yeah, we'll come up to 14, but I'm taking soda. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, North Carolina is only favored by seven and a half. I think we're taking <laughs> Do you know I had to talk myself down? I originally had six and a half for UNC. I think I if it was me, I'd be taking North Carolina all day, only giving seven and a half. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, there's something off. There's something weird. Like you, 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 you sat there and did what you did against App State. My problem is, then, I think people are going to give the week to us because here's the thing: if we're really, if oh, we, we got really, week to us now. <laughs> If we, but we the thing, we to us? Well, that's the thing is, like, you, it takes time to figure out what's what. But right. if we really think that North Carolina is that bad, then South Carolina must be ass. Like, just straight, just not no, even I cheeks. I don't think North Carolina is that bad. I just think that, like, it's, it's it, honestly, it's just Mac Brown. Like, the guy loves to sit there at this age. And just be like, All right, here's the game plan. And like, go, you go out. 
And if it's a killer game plan versus, you know, decent uh, a decent opponent where they're, like, better, then okay. But, like, if he handles any adversity, he's like, oh, 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 damn it. Oh, oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Oh. And, like, he has, like, fight through it. And he, he's got to grit that shit out. And that's where I always said, like, hey, if Drake May's got the ball. And, oh, look at that. Right at the end of the game last week, who, you can hear it. The horror in the announcer. Oh, no. Oh, no. What is App State doing? They've given they've given UNC way too much time. And what did Drake May do? He took it right down the field. He gave his team a shot. He said, hey, look, I did all I could do. I'm Drake May. Nice to meet you. And he, he did exactly what he does. And that's kind of what bails out Mac Brown a lot. And so I think, like, that's more the case. Like, they didn't have that in South Carolina. And the defense did do a decently good job. So I got to hand it to them. I don't know what the hell was going on last week. So I think more of my question, again, rides on, hey, what's going on with the UNC defense? Because here's the deal. If Minnesota's defense is as good or as decently good as I think it can be, they're going to give UNC some headaches here and there. If UNC's defense is not as good as we think it might be, then, yeah, I, I expect Mr. Greek Rifle Bullet Thrower out here to start fitting some tight windows, and Minnesota just going to Minnesota and make it happen. What? Dude, he's 34-59. What, what makes you think he's going to all of a sudden show up and be a different quarterback? i seen it with my eyes, man. He throws a beautiful ball. <laughs> you can't throw such a beautiful ball and be that ass. Look at Look at Joe Milton, man. Joe Milton throws a gorgeous ball. All right, I don't know what to do here. I I I can't. <laughs> you can't talk me down from twenty four. All right, all right. We'll, we'll split split decision. I'll take uh, straight up. I'll take Minnesota on the spread. You take UNC. Let's see what happens. We won't we won't put this on the we'll, we'll put it on the ballot per se. But this won't go against the overall number. This is this is just this is pick for pride, baby. That's what it is. It, you know what? We'll, we'll do this. If if UNC whoops Minnesota's ass, I'll shut the hell up about Minnesota for the rest of the year. I don't want that. I just want you to not be stupid. <laughs> this is terrible, dude. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. I was I was uh, so led by by our buddy who was covering Florida State sports the other night with just one of the absolute most choice worst takes I've ever heard in sports history about how Southern Miss was definitely in that game and they just shot themselves in the foot and that's the only reason they lost. I, I aspire to be this man so hard that here's here's my first step in the journey. Okay? This is what's going to happen. I'm taking Minnesota uh, against the spread here. I'm going to make it happen. Alright. Alright. I... Okay. I'll... <laughs> I'm baffled. I'm just... <laughs> I'm baffled. Okay. I love the boat, baby. I want to row it with them. All right. So seven and a half. You're, you're going where I'm going the other. Okay. Let's move on. Let's get in the night. Stuff. All right. So here we go. Night games. Woo-hoo! All right. It's time for the Mormons to go to SEC country. Yeah. BYU at Arkansas. Woo. Look, here's the deal. These Mormon boys ain't going to know where to hit them, all right? 
Sam Pittman's going to walk out there with his beautiful aforementioned double D's. Absolute beauties. They're going to be mesmerized. They're not going to know what's going on. And he's going to hunt Tom and throw him out in the Ozarks for food for the wild. Arkansas is about to take these boys behind the woodshed, all right? I got it at nine and a half for Arkansas. We're about to just start fighting here. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! You got BYU? Yeah. Uh, let's see. No! So, <laughs> so, so last year they, they they go to Utah. Arkansas just stops. Fifty-two thirty-five. BYU just gets embarrassed at home. Correct. Here's here's what I'm looking at. So BYU this year is very. Very comparable to Arkansas. Total yards and, and similar opponents. I know they're not the same, but they're both kind of lesser-name opponents. But, you know, they, they've won 41-16 uh, to 16 and 14-0, to 0, and they've also won 28-6 to 6 and 56-13. to 13. So total yards 325 um, for BYU to 343 on offense for Arkansas, and then defensively 265 to 245. So very, like, on the same page, and obviously some more opponents. I really don't see much different between these two teams. I think the SEC bias is probably going to give Arkansas a lot of love here. But I don't think BYU is just going to roll over here. I think they've kind of improved since where they were last year. Um, I think 14 to 17 is kind of what I'm seeing for this game. I think that could go either way. So I think it's more of a pick I'm going to give Arkansas a slight edge because, you know, BYU's having to travel to, to an SEC uh, stadium and, and kind of deal with that experience. But I, I don't think Arkansas fans are going to make it that much harder for them. So I'll give them a point for that. But I, I'm not giving more than that. Okay. All right. Wild take, but all right. A lot, of faith, a lot of faith out there in the BYU, huh? They yeah. got that Big Twelve tag on, and you're like, oh, wait, suddenly this neighborhood so, looks. So, what nice. was your, what was your number, Ben? Nine and a half. All right. So, what, what do we want to collectively say to here together? Where did you have it the other way? I had at one. No, just one point favorites. One. Hmm. All right. Well, then, yeah. Let's eight. Okay. Arkansas is favored by eight. Oh, oh boy! That's what we're talking about. We're not touching it. <laughs> All right, we got we got spot interview. on, spot on. All right, well, hey guys. Hmm. Damn it do I love this rivalry. That is about as nice as it gets. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the backyard brawl. Good old-fashioned hate is back, baby. Let's go. Larry Fitzgerald, Pat White, LaShawn McCoy, Steve Slayton, Aaron Donald. This is what this Gives us. Give us this game every year. I'm so glad it's back. I love it. Did you know that they're really only separated by like 30 miles? They're right there, man. 
I'm a big believer in the brawl. Love the brawl. Do you know this is the only reason that it kept West Virginia from winning the national title? They would have gone years ago. No, no joke. I think we all remember this. In fact, like I said earlier, this was the 07 year. They lost to Pitt. Pitt took it away from them. Oh, boy, they love that crap. They love it. And the thing is, is Pitt, Pitt's not looking as good as I thought they would this year. Yeah. Which is shocking. Yeah. Um, normally, Narduzzi's got these boys looking pretty nice. Their defense is uh, always damn good. Plays man defense. He loves that crap. Jerkovic, I really thought was going to be uh, a bit of an upgrade from Slovis, who, yeah, your, your boy Slovis is out there at the BYU, man. Um, but, yeah, I just, you know, it, I mean, you know how we all feel about West Virginia. Neil Brown, I just, pack your bags, Neil, this ain't it, buddy, but you get one last shot, all right? One last shot. It is in Morgantown. It's in West Virginia. Pitt comes to town. Garrett Green. Here we go. You got you get I, I, I think you got this, man. I think you got it. Come on. Show me you got it. But here's the deal. This game is gonna be ugly. These teams are not looking that great, which means this is about to be the most gritty West Virginia Pittsburgh little backyard brawl we've ever seen. This is where people are bloody, the teeth are falling out, got bandages and Vaseline all over the place, and they're like, let me at them. I still got energy. I want to knock them out, Mom. Like that type of crap, okay? So with all that being said, I still think at the end of the day the better team is Pitt, but Pitt, you got to show me something here. I got Pitt at three and a half. Okay, you got Pitt favorite at three and a half. I got Pitt favored at three and a half. Okay, so yeah, they played. They played this game last year. Uh, Pitt Pitt ended up winning by seven. Uh, it was was favored by seven and a half. So at the pretty, very end, too. Yeah, they're pretty pretty in line with Vegas there. They ended up not covering because of that half point. But uh, I actually I'm pretty impressed with with West Virginia. I think you know obviously losing by multiple scores to Penn State isn't isn't great, but I think that's a really good Penn State team, and so I think. That's not a terrible loss um, there, so I don't want to put too much into that. Is, is kind of what I'm starting to say there. I will say losing to Cincinnati, um, Pitt losing there, not great, um, especially because that game was 27 to seven at like in the fourth quarter, and 14 points scored in the fourth quarter by Pitt to make it 21 27 and kind of make it look like it was a game, but in reality it was a three score game. And yeah, they got worked. Yeah, so it's like I don't really know what to put into the. I, was it like okay, if Pitt found something, or was it like garbage time? And since like, you know, I'm, I don't want to put too much into that because I'm it really man, week three. It, here we go. We find out. So you're right. We're gonna find out. I, I, the other two games don't really matter for both teams. Like it just was is what it is. So they're one and one. They both have lost their games that somewhat matter. Um, so I, I'm not sure. I I I kind of feel good about West Virginia here, though. I was gonna say uh, three and a half point favorites towards West Virginia. So Ooh, we got a true pick 'em. We got a true pick 'em between the two of us. Oh, uh, and okay. and let's see, Vegas Vegas has a uh, West Virginia as one point favorites. Ooh, hey, that's pretty good in our part, man. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah, I'm not touching this. This this game, just like I said, it's gonna be ugly. It is going to be a fist fight. It's going to be just last man standing at this point, which is exactly why I'm tuning in to watch it. I am going to love these two teams that hate each other going at it with each other to see who can get the dub. But if it's not West Virginia, Neil. (laughs) 
pack the bags, man. I promise you. They're um, going to fire you before it's over. Well, that's the thing. Like, as I was listening to you talk more about Pitt, I'm like, you know what? Like, I kind of want to go with them, but I don't know if it was just you talking me over or, or what, but I, I, I kind of like, I kind of want to go with you. I, I'm telling you, I think like if Pittsburgh gets it together, if Narduzzi is just looking at them this week being like, what the hell was that? Like, it, I, I believe in Pitt. I really do think that they should have. I, I thought they were going to be, you know, a little, a little star child this year. They're going to get it together. But I don't know. I don't know. I, th- this game's going to tell me a lot. If they're the Pitt of old, then, yeah, Pitt, Pitt should win this. Pitt, Pitt should win this, and West Virginia should just slink away. For, and, you know, that that I hate saying that, too, because, like, I like West Virginia as a squad, as a school. Like, I love that. But, man, they have just... Where have they been, man? Like, Holgerson was there and left, and he didn't really even do anything. And Neil Brown's been there, and he's been ass. And, like, like go please go get a good coach. Like, go get someone. I don't... Like, go go get the guy from App State. <laughs> go get Dude, Clark. West Virginia's going to bring in a, bring in the reunion with Jimbo once he gets let go for from a... Hey man, might as well. Although Jimbo's going to be like, "What the, what the hell are these? What the hell are these facilities? Where's the money?" <laughs> Don't worry, nice. he, just, he he can just build his own with the nice. he's gonna... <laughs> Yeah, y'all society up here in the mountains ain't good enough. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's, let's get it. So we're not going to touch that one. I, yeah. I can't. I can't. I'm not going to. I'm going to trust my instincts there. I'm not. You're not going to talk me off of it. Uh, TCU at Houston. All right, well, boys. TCU. Drive slow, homie. You gotta ride slow in the Houston, baby. Drive slow. And you know, just just what I didn't think I could think a whole hell of a lot of TCU this year. <laughs> oh man. As the weeks pass, it gets even more and more true. You showed me everything I thought I knew against Colorado. That I mean, great game for Colorado, don't get me wrong. But like TCU, geez, geez, geez. And then I don't think they had like too terribly of a great week last week. And I think Houston's just good enough to give them trouble. So here's the deal. There's a good chance this game will be TCU's time to get back on track and silence the haters. I I believe that. Or... This could also be a good chance for it to just absolutely fly off the handle for our boy over there in uh, in, the, in the Fort Worth, Mr. Sonny Dykes. Sonny, if you don't pay attention, son... Dana Holgerson's ready, man. He he wants he 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 licks his chops at the idea that Tony Dyke could be on the down the downswing here. So I got TCU again. I think they're the better team talent wise, but I got TCU at two and a half. 
Uh, I think okay. very low of TCU this year. I I can see that. I think I think the forty to thirty kind of score is reasonable. I, TCU just puts up numbers regardless. I mean, even when they lost to Colorado, I mean they put up numbers. So it's like I don't see them not scoring in the forties. Uh, I maybe maybe high thirties. So and I don't I don't see Houston getting. I, I think 10 points. The 40 to 30 is a good score. 10 points, TCU should be favored. So if we split that, we're, we're at five. All right. Yeah, let's call it five. All right. I don't like that you talked me off of this because Houston is getting seven and a half points. So TCU is only favored by seven and a half. Mm. I think I think with your, your score here, I think you're talking me off of it. We're going to go with uh, – I'd take Houston. We'll go with Houston. All right. I'm, I'll ride with you, man. You, yeah, you uh, you're convicted. So oh, I, I'm again at that point with TCU where it's just a uh, don't tell me, show me. And right now you haven't shown me shit. <laughs> you guys are just you guys are pathetic. Chandler Morris is looking tough, bro. It's not a good marriage with him and Bryles. And I just. Mm. Like, come on, let's get the bounce back here. I root for it. I like Sonny Dykes. Like, come on, get the bounce back. But, like, I don't know, man. Something tells me, like, there's a little bit of quit in this team. You're talking me off a lot of my numbers tonight. It's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> but that's what, hey, that's what the checks and balances is what's got us here. So that's we're, right. That's we're right. riding with it. All right, here we go. Number 11, Tennessee at. Florida. Gotta be honest, man. Uh, this this should be a mass murder. This should be a runaway train. I could care less that this is in the swamp. I don't give a hoot. Not not one single iota. Tennessee has proven through the first few games that they can run the ball. Their only question mark at this point is, hey, can Joe Milton, I don't know, maybe like throw the ball around the park? Um, Let me answer that for you. Yes. And even if there are questions in this game where they're like, I don't know, he's not figuring out. They got Nico Amaleva right behind him. And Nico has proven that he can do it. So, this is not a question of can Tennessee run the ball. This is a question of can Tennessee absolutely willy-nilly throw it around the park and decimate Florida. Which, as I've learned watching that that Utah game, anybody could do this. McNeese State was holding Florida for a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean more than a quarter. Okay? And that was terrifying if you're a Florida fan. that's This is no good. So, you know what? I got Tennessee at 17 and a half, and <laughs> really, <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. I can feel it in my bones. Tennessee's going to smack them. I love that. I, 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 I will say I came in with the same energy, so... My problem is, like, the more I looked into this game, the more I, like, floundered. Like, I just I go back and forth on things. It makes me very nervous. Let me let me walk you through my process. So, 
This is the hardest part. The last time Tennessee won in Gainesville was 2003. It's been 20 years. And there's no been a way. lot of bad UF teams. In Tennessee, that just tells you there's been a few times that they should have gone in there and they were favored to win, and they just, just imploded. Which I don't know. Like, obviously, you got new staff, you got new people, they understand the rivalry. But to not ever, to, to take 20 years at 10 trips to your rivals, just home field and, and not getting anything is. That's uh, that scares me a little bit. So, obviously, UF they, their offense looked terrible in Week One. Uh, like, just they were throwing the ball in like fourth and nine in like screens behind the line of scrimmage and getting like two yards. It was like they weren't even trying to advance the ball on fourth down. Like, I, it's just embarrassing how bad they don't trust. They don't trust. Uh, Mertz sucks, man. They Mertz. can't throw it down the field. They just they can't. just they don't trust him, and it's a problem. So yeah. I think, you know, obviously we already talked a little bit about UF and, and kind of the transitive property with, with uh, Utah and Utah not looking good and, and almost losing to Baylor, a Baylor team that lost to Texas State. Like, it's just very, very tough for them. I, I will say, so when you look at Tennessee, their offense has sputtered a little bit, um, but then they ended up looking good against Virginia in the second half. I mean, we were kind of talking about it. It's like, at first we were like, this might be a trouble for us because we needed them to cover by like 28, and they eventually pulled away in the second half. Um, Austin P probably slept, walked through it. They, they, you know, right now they're averaging only 39 points per game, uh, which which is a lot, but it's also against the Virginia and Austin P. That's not great for them, considering last year they had the top offense in the country in scoring. So I don't know what to deal with Milton. Um, I just, you know, kind of looking at it, like, I just don't think they're asking him to do that much. Um, they're running the ball for six yards per attempt, which maybe is kind of why um, we're looking at it that That's way. What I'm so. saying. They have such success on the ground. Yeah, and, and their defense is only allowing 87 yards on the ground. So, like, yeah. Florida's going to – that's something's going to Florida's going to struggle. Yeah, so Tennessee – here's here's my concern. So I say all that, so I'm like, okay, Tennessee's – they should be favored pretty heavily. Here, here's the problem. Tennessee just had a players-only meeting this week. That's never a good sign. Something weird's going on. Yeah, in what line. happened? I don't know. And I don't know if it has to do with Milton. They didn't really, like, like their media hasn't really talked that much about it, but they do know there was a players-only meeting. There's been talk around Milton, like, not being the guy going forward, which is very odd to me. That is odd. Um, they're talking about, like, moving along from him, and, and, like, the media is talking about how this game could be a toss-up. I don't know if it's just, like, scars from, like, the last, like, ten visits here where they just feel like they, they have optimism going into the game and then end up just being let down, so... I, that could be part of it. I don't. I don't. Maybe you don't, don't want to go too far into it. But here, here's my thing with Florida. So I say all that, and I'm like, okay, maybe Florida. It should be a closer game than we think. Let's look at Florida's offense. So week two, um, obviously they weren't they weren't anything week one against Utah. Really struggled a lot um, for a lot of different reasons. Week two, they seem to get right. Right, and so they play McNeese State. Everything is kind of going somewhere. They're thinking maybe this is something. And I'm, so I was thinking, like, how much weight should I put into that? Should it just be like, okay, it's a new offense, new quarterback, breaking things in against Utah on the road, can't hear very well. Like, how much do I put into that? So let's look at McNeese State a little bit more. So I, I did a little digging on them. They played ga- game one against Terrell, Terrellton State? Tarleton State University. Don't know. Never, never heard of her. Mm. Tell me, tell likewise, me, which, likewise. Tell, tell me which one of these is the UF offense versus McNeese State, and which one's the Tarleton State University. So, 
one team scored 49 points, 233 passing yards, 327 rushing yards. So 49, 223, 327. The other scored 52 points. 344 passing yards, 218 rushing yards. Can you can you even tell the difference? No. No. That's the point. <laughs> no. And let me let me give you a quick hint. UF was the one that didn't have as many passing yards. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't that it, it's not that they didn't put up decent numbers. It's the fact that like a no-name team that I've never heard of put up better numbers, total numbers, and more points against this team. So, like, I'm putting – not only am I putting no weight into that, I'm putting negative weight into that. You should have done better. You should have done better on offense. So, you know what, UF fans can maybe pat themselves on the back and be a little excited about maybe where they're going with this, but not looking good. Not looking good. I'm putting no effort into that. So, uh, going through all that, I think more of this leans more towards Tennessee. should just blow them out. I, I I, I don't really see what could happen where they're not going to win this game by at least one score. So I, I think in reality, something I, something like seventy to forty makes or seventeen to forty makes sense to me. So I think uh, like you talk about like Florida maybe scoring like a garbage time like touchdown at the end of the game and like making it close. I, I think Tennessee by twenty is is kind of the number I'd go with. Okay, so I mean I was saying seventeen and a half. Do you want to go eighteen? It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter because Florida's favored by six and a half. Or favorite, uh, Tennessee's favored by six and a half. Oh, yeah. Absolutely hammer Tennessee, man. I know. This, this, is, not, this is not close. This is no, sir. Yeah. Six and a half? Here's my thing is even if Joe Milton's not the guy and you go with Nico, you could run the ball all game and you'd still reach that. Yeah. Because, I mean, the other thing, you only, they only have to win by one touchdown. So it's like. Right. You you telling me right now they're not gonna they're they're not gonna blow Florida out of the water just running the ball army style by more than a touchdown? I don't see it. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so we All got right. we got that that unlock. <laughs> okay, well, guys, 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 we have reached, of course, our all time favorite moment of the week, baby. This is the Cheeks Game of Cheeks Week! And what a better way to celebrate this bad boy. We've got the Who's and the Terps. Gosh, it sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. We got two fan bases more ritzier than a cracker. Which side of privilege will come out most snooty? This is. The Cheeks Game of Cheeks Week. Well, couldn't be more excited because, just like we alluded to earlier, we cannot step away from the Virginias being Cheeks, baby. Gosh, you guys are making it too easy for us. We got Virginia Tech last week. I got Virginia this week. And Maryland, 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 Maryland. Maryland, you guys were struggling with Charlotte last week for a good hot minute, and that was uh, embarrassing to say the least. Um, UVA. You got decimated by Tennessee in week one. You were winning. Came back. Sizable lead. Against James Madison. 
and then lost at the end in your home opener. Now, James Madison's not crap, but like, oh, it was the fashion in which it happened. You were winning. It was by like two, three scores. And then you lost by one. I I think you firmly planted yourself as just probably the most ass team here. Maryland, I'll give you a pass because the week previous, you guys were whooping Towson's ass. But last week was a black eye. Laxley, I'm looking right at you, brother. I don't know what the hell that was against Charlotte. Man, it was bad. But, damn it. These boys are going to enjoy their Old Bay and the beer. A little bit of crab cakes on a Saturday. Got ourselves our Ritz crackers for our smoked fish dip. And it's just pinkies out, boys. Here we go. Snoot, snoot, snoot. Oh, there in the Chesapeake Bay. I got Maryland at 17 and a half. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Obviously, Maryland won their you know first two games. Virginia. Ugh. Heartbreaker. But 0-2. Uh, got blown out by Tennessee. I I wasn't really sure what to do with Virginia, but then that loss is just now just double double down. Such a black eye. If you just look at the team stats high level, we don't need to go too far into it, but total yards for Virginia on offense, 298 per game. Maryland's only allowing 295 per game, so that's going to be something's got to give there. They're going to be pretty close to that. On the flip side, Maryland's averaging almost 500 yards per game, and, and Virginia's giving up 450 yards per game. Yeah, it's just... Those those trends are probably going to continue. Uh, I'm going to say Maryland, they won their last two games uh, scoring 38 points each. I'm going to say they're going to score 38 here. I think Virginia could get up to 20, so I was going to say 17.5 Maryland as well. Mm, buddy! But, but listen, Boone, because of my sanction, I have to go 27.5. <laughs> So we have to go 24 and a half. That is the rule. <laughs> 24 and a half? Yes, we're not we're not we're not we're not moving it. It has to be I'm not touching Virginia unless it's a crazy number. All right, well hold on. What was your original? 17 and a half. <laughs> okay, so we can at least agree on that. Um, ooh, 24 and a half. That makes it so interesting. And the thing is is like this is the game that every week we have to bet on. Correct, and that's why I'm booting sanctions because I'm not touching Virginia teams. <laughs> okay, you can't dog me off of it. I'm not all doing right, it. All right, oh my god, twenty four and a half. Like I don't view Maryland anywhere close to Tennessee, so like this is tough. All right, we can, we can do twenty three now. Uh, I still might take Virginia <laughs> if that's the case. I don't know. Like at two two touchdowns and a field goal, I was like, "All right, that makes sense." Three touchdowns and some change. Ooh. All right, here's the, here's the deal. Maryland's favored uh, by fourteen and a half. So either way, we're all over top of it. We're going. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, we're, we're going. Yeah. We're going with Maryland here. Uh, give it all right, so we'll, we'll we'll go Maryland off of Vegas's books for you and I. Though you know what? Screw it. Let's make it interesting. Let's let's settle on twenty three and a half. Okay. All right. 
So we'll that'll be the behind the scenes. Like, all right, we did that for ourselves. It's fun. <laughs> they got to hit this Listen. because this is the this is the Virginia markup. Listen, I'm not happy going with Maryland having to get win by more than two touchdowns. Yeah, I, I'm but not Virginia either. But is Virginia is horrid. <laughs> and then I, I can't do it. I can't touch them. Stay away. Yeah, we're going to get burned here. We're, we're going to be 0 3 cheeks of the week. Maryland's going to, or Virginia's going to rise up. Yeah, Virginia's going to figure it out this week. You're going to be like, oh, no more, no more. It's going to be hard. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little nervous because we went with a lot of favorites here, which I think this week is the week you expect some weird things happening. But you would, but like, I don't know. Like, I just, I, I can't see it across the board. Like, like, all right, like, you know, I know normally you kind of reserve for the end of the show to be our recap, but like, all right, look, K-State at Mizzou. Like, that that to me is maybe the only one that has the chance to be like, oh, K-State looks like, you know, shit this morning. What's going on? <laughs> like, well, it's funny because, like, I feel like going into the season, you'd be like, okay, this is probably going to be like a 15-point. I, I was expecting us to be like Vegas was going to be like 15 point favorites, but they were only four and a half. So, you know, we ended up going with K State there. Right. Which I agree with. Penn State, Illinois, I really thought that'd be more of a game, but like Illinois looked like ass. So, like, I, I can't. Mississippi State hasn't looked that great either. So, like, that could. Like, a lot of these are getting the. Like, the sting is being taken out of them because a lot of these teams have looked so ridiculous against far inferior opponents. Yeah. South Carolina, that would have been more of a game, but like again, got taken out. Minnesota, you're trying to talk me down. I'm not. I'm not coming off this Minnesota high, but like you know, to to the common folk, like yeah, Minnesota kind of sucks. Like UNC should easily win that game. BYU, Arkansas, Arkansas may not be as good as we think they are, and BYU may not be as bad as we think they are. So uh, to me, the night games are the only ones where I'm like, oh, this gets interesting. But none of these dudes are ranked. Like BYU, Arkansas, no one's ranked. Pitt, West Virginia, no one's ranked. They're all TC- irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. TCU, Houston, no one's ranked. Then we got Tennessee, UF, but like on paper, all of it just makes way too much sense that UF's going to get murdered. I mean, and then of course our cheeks game of the week. Ooh, baby. I mean, U- UVA. Mm, Lord, what are we doing? And like, I don't. I don't think Tony Elliott's a bad coach. I just think like he walked into a tough situation. Like they they sucked. Yeah, they already sucked hard. And then on top of that, like you lost your 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 quarterback to NC State, which was a weird one. Virginia's not a bad state in terms of football talent, but like I don't know, it's still Charlottesville, so like they still got to get into UVA with their academic standards. Like, he's still got to figure that out. I hope they give him more time. Because he could get that turned around eventually. But, like, I don't know how patient they're going to be. Because they weren't that patient with Bronco Mendenhall. Hmm. Which was weird. Because it's Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. The one game that makes me nervous is Florida-Tennessee. But I'm going to – I think I'm sticking to our guns here, man. I think we did the research – I think they're getting a good bump from their performance against McNeese State, and let's be honest, like that wasn't impressive. Is no. and, and Utah's looking worse. Like if you take a step back and just really look at the, what they've done against two 
very poor teams. It's really nothing impressive there. So no, it's not. I, 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 there's more concern than than anything. So I, I'm not touching that. I, I think Tennessee's the right move. I'm only hoping that like Florida like keeps a lot of these like somewhat in well, check. Yeah, and so we that thought- Billy doesn't get fired before the end of the year. <laughs> True. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, like we thought that spread was really low. Like not even a full f- touchdown being the spread at six and a half. Like that's crazy to me. But what's even wilder is. Florida has more more uh, more of the money on on the bets. Fifty two percent of the money is going to Florida right now, on that. Which that, that's, that's crazy. That is wild. I don't know what that is. I don't know what people are the public. I'm glad that we're on not on the side of the public here. I, I will say that. I'm. I think I thought we would. It would be way more on Tennessee side. So I don't know. The public strikes me as kind of stupid sometimes. I'm not gonna well, lie. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, in reality, if you go against the public, you're going to be more successful than not. So um, I'm I'm happy with that. But we'll see. We we could be wrong. Hopefully, that's not the shocker, and all the other ones are the ones that uh, we catch someone there. So that works for me. All right. Perfect. Well, buddy. I love it. I like where we're sitting. I think this is going to... Hey, we've already got a good record so far. So, I mean, like, this is already... I'm already feeling pretty validated in a lot of these picks. Obviously, we're going to have some some L's here and there. It's college football. There's going to be some that you're just like, wow, that that lost. That's incredible. Um, and then there's going to be some that you're like, whoo, took the gamble on it and it won. I love how it paid off. So, this is good. I like the way it's going so, thus far. Next week, though, oh, boy. Next week is going to be fun. Fun, fun. But uh, we got to get through this week first. So I, I appreciate you. Always a great time. Ladies and gents, always hit us up. Let us know what it is that you'd like to see more of. Suggestions, comments, concerns, anything of that ilk. And until next time, Jared, love you, buddy. Love you. Godspeed. <laughs>